This is a horror game podcast. It is meant for mature audiences. It may contain shocking revelations, violence, and sexual themes. Viewer discretion is advised. fellow investigators and welcome to our video podcast into the darkness where my friends and i play the call of cthulhu role-playing game i'm your host tom Rayleigh. the scenario is the gap it was written by josh harwood who is also our keeper of arcane lore and this is a one shot so without any further delay let's begin our journey into the darkness josh you all find yourselves uh being called out to a small town of once brood. Uh, uh, Gibson, you um, were asked by uh, several higher-ups, maybe even the Prime Minister. You are unsure because things get tangled in the web of politics everywhere so you are unsure where your orders really come from but you are told that you have to go to Wantsbrood, assess the situation because there's been an incident something's gone wrong and it's possibly to do with your department because otherwise you wouldn't have been asked so you have been sent there you were told that two special investigators were assigned to assist you uh, which is Northamptonshire and Weatherworth. You've worked with them before. And also assigned is a Dr. Blackwood and Dr. Langdon, who you may or may not have met. One is a historian and one is a biologist. So you all meet at the Inn of Twice Brood, which is in Once Brood. It's a town in Northumberland near Hadrian's Wall. It's 2023 as well, just to clarify. What time of year? Um, We could say it's summer. Okay. Get, or get, getting close to the end of summer. Perfect. Uh, Dr. Langdon uh, walks into the uh, room through the front doors to the inn and takes off his uh his sun hat and uh, removes his sunglasses and looks around to see if he recognizes any of the uh, people he's supposed to meet in the foyer. Edward, hey, good to see you. Did you uh, come up with any information on uh, what uh, is of historical precedence in this area? I mean, I don't have anything in my records to justify why in the world we're out here, especially with two special investigators. Inspector, good to see you. And I reach out a hand and, and shake his hand as he extends it. I, you know, to be honest, I'm not sure. I would say that uh, there's a little parlay we could have in the uh, bar if you'd like while we wait for everyone else and uh, perhaps catch up. Well, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, two, should I say, uh, agents are probably already in the bar. Uh, let's let's go give it a check. All right. Uh, also supposed to be a biologist for some reason. 
and almost mm. as if on cue, uh, Tybalt Blackthorn will make his way into Twice Brood. Um, the gentleman is wearing a thick Highland sweater uh, along with um, sort of khaki cargo pants. And he does actually make his way into the uh, Twice Brood bar or pub, I should say, with a, uh, a Blackthorn thumbstick, something that he uses um, when he's out in the field. He's clad in uh, sort of professional and uh, in just reinforced looking hiking boots. This man spends a lot of time outdoors and he says, ah, Langdon, I see I made it on time. As you see, Doc, nice to see you. And I stick a hand out to shake him, give him a little squeeze. Give you a, a firm handshake. He's got, um, whereas I do not, he has uh, thick brown hair, green eyes, um, and a neatly maintained full growth beard. Uh, all sort of a chestnutty brown. Interesting. He pushes past and uh, go, makes for a table closest to the bar. Good choice, please. And I motion for uh, for the inspector to follow. I didn't realize you do the uh, biologist. Well, okay, well, that's good to know then. So at least uh, we have a chance to cut the uh, introductions and figure out what's going on here. Let's let's go see if the agents are in there. We uh we we run in wide circles, but it is true we are waiting on another specialist, aren't we? And I look at uh, Doctor Blackwood to see if he acknowledges. I was only informed that you would be here, and um, believe it was Inspector Gibson. Is that correct? Yes, yes, I haven't met you before. Apologies, yeah. I did not mean to be rude at the door. And he extends his hand to introduce himself. Say likewise. Uh, so. Langdon, what have you dug up? Uh, very little specificity, unfortunately. But what I do find is that there is more than enough here to merit the funding of multiple specialists like ourselves. And strangely, some government individuals, I don't know if anyone has had the pleasure yet. Well, the property must be uh, either owned or definitely visited by the higher ups because, I mean... I don't know what level it rose to to get us out here, especially with agents, but there's got to be something going on. Significant, I agree. Oh, I wonder if they may have just dug up some old Celt or something. Uh, ooh, maybe it picked. Langdon, you did a, a whole class on them recently, didn't you? It's it's up on Masterclass right now. If you don't mind to check it out, I always appreciate the support. Oh, you know me. I'm always happy to support a friend. Um, Inspector Gibson, you said we were expecting two more. Yes, Pardon uh, me, gentlemen. Uh, 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 are you are one of you Inspector Gibson? Well, yes. Oh, uh, we're Wendell in a uh, different uh, attire. <laughs> well, I I tend to always wear my lab coat because you never know when you're going to get your hands dirty. Uh, I'm uh, Doctor Wendell Weatherworth, uh, forensics, and uh, that's uh, Rupert. Good evening, chaps. I'm Rupert Northamptonshire. <laughs> And with that, you've killed the GM. <laughs> I'm here with old Bonesaw, me, my best chum. Yes, that's what he calls me. Apparently, uh, we're relatives of Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> are you uh, 
I'm sorry. So it's Mr. Northamptonshire, you said? Yes, that's Uh, Yes, that's correct. Uh, That's correct, mate. And you are, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. Dr. Weatherworth. Dr. Weatherworth. Ah, thank you, Neil. We went his hand to the both of you. Uh, Why don't you take a seat and fill this in? What's going on? Oh, we have no idea. We thought you knew. On the contrary, I was just given instructions to uh, head up this way and that uh, the two of you were involved. I reached out to uh, Dr. Langdon here to hopefully get a little bit of uh, historical reference to what's going on. And I'm not certain uh, what's uh, the draw of the area here, but uh, it's uh, historical, you said this bit of Hadrian's Wall. Yeah, true. True. That's been well documented for many hundreds of years. So, I've received nothing but estoppels when it comes to more delicate information and received an invitation to show up here. That is all. And well, either we're as... all about to be murdered or... Well, ah. you know, as you do that, um, you, you're all sat around table or stood up and then you hear a commotion like someone has tripped over a chair. You all look in the direction, and it is uh, an older gentleman. He's got a nice beard, well-kept hair. Um, He's very well-dressed, got a waistcoat, um, tie, uh, nice trousers, nice shoes. And um, he's got got glasses on, and he goes, Ah, hello, hello, gentlemen. I cast a sideways glance at uh, Ian. Good evening. What's all this Good then? Afternoon. Evening. Um, are you by chance a, our, our contact? Oh, yes. I am Professor Stuart Lipley at your service. Oh, Professor. Yes. Uh, please, please. Uh, here, take a seat with us. if uh, And uh, waiter, uh, can you bring the man another drink? Oh no no don't don't worry about me uh I don't don't worry is I am name... I'm okay sorry. sorry is his name someone we would recognize from our time in academia uh yes a very very prestigious professor he's um lectured and taught all over the world uh what's um, his area of study Ah, oh, you beat me to it is he he is his area of study is ancient history but he does he does dabble in other fields uh does he have a all. specific i'm i'm sorry to drill you on this character but does he have a specific uh you know area of history so is he like ancient you know uh, european history ancient scandinavian history your brother uh, d- definitely um European history. Okay. Um, and he's also man. he's also a prof- he also lectures on empires, and that's empires on the world as like worldly empires. So he mm-hmm. does look at the Ottomans mm-hmm. and the Chinese and stuff like that. Good, good. Oh, interesting. He's very okay. well versed. Your reputation precedes you, Professor. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um. Sorry for getting you all out here. Uh, this is confidential 
government business. I I don't suppose you all noticed uh, the tents just outside of the just outside of the town. We uh, may have seen them. I thought it was uh, you know vagabonds. Oh yes, no. It's just a. Uh, it's our base of operations at the minute. We did have a group of a group up by um, Hadrian's Wall, but that's the issue. We have seemingly lost contact with them, and every time someone gets close, if they feel compelled to return. Is how they describe it. Including the emergency services. Yes. So you chose librarians and historians and doctors? Well, there's at least two agents here. Oh, well, yes. Um, well, well, I've called you really uh, for the body that we found. I see. As- as you're talking about Hadrian's Wall, uh, Blackwood's already got his smartphone out, and he's looking at like sort of like a Google map, air, you know, of the uh, of the whole breadth of the wall, and just trying to suss out that kind of information. Well, flashing over here. <laughs> yes, he's uh, well. He says if you have kept your eyes on the news, um, the tree in Sycamore Gap—it's a very old, ancient tree. Um, it's been around for years. It recently was vandalized, cut down. What? Oh, yes. you must be joking. Uh, That's and an uh, outrage. Since then, the uh, locals in this town have been saying strange things have been happening. Strange lights have been emitting from that area. Uh, they've been hearing voices, hearing ruckus in the night like marching you say there was a body uh where was this body found has it been brought back to town yes um it is actually in our tents just outside of the town um it's best if you see it for yourself because i the refrigeration well as i said it's best you see for yourself you know, now that I think about it, recall seeing they're planning on coppicing that sycamore. Hmm. I could use a new thumbstick. Anyway, um, sorry to interrupt. What were we talking about? Well, let's go see it. Yeah. Yes. Ah. Um, I will warn you. Uh, we do have a couple of military personnel who have stationed, who have attached themselves to this. Uh, they are a pain in my ass. So, Professor, what exactly did you dig up? Worse, they didn't dig it up. They found it lying in the grass. You will see what I mean when I get when we get there. We'll save our concerns then. Oh, oh this uh, is all very exciting. Lying then, yes. Um, yeah. Perhaps you should tell us uh, how we can, you know, ward off the fairy folk and, uh, you know, deal with the will of the wisps that seem to be surprised. There better be something interesting about that body. 
bring us all the way out here for ghosts and goblins? While I have some knowledge of more obscure uh, topics, I think from an anthropological aspect, this merits at least your presence, Doctor, don't you? Oh, well, I'll, I'll take a look at the body. But uh, when the local folks start talking about seeing ghosts and, and, and balls of light in the sky, it's like it's a tale as old as, well, history. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Lane straightens his hat and puts his sunglasses on. That's what the agents are here for. Yeah. I hope We're the, the agents. agents are here to help round up <laughs> whoever cut the tree down. I mean, yes, that yes, is. Indeed. Let's find out. That, that just That's... seems like a local problem. Well, I can actually answer that question. They, um, they arrested a, a 16-year-old boy and his father. There's potentially a couple others who were involved. Why? 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 Why desecrate such a place? I, I... They, they didn't say. They, well, they wouldn't say. They refused to answer the question. Can we talk with them? Yes, I don't see why not. They're being held at the, well, in the local building. Well, mm -hmm. town hall. Sorry, I was mm -hmm. trying to think of the name. The, the town hall over there. Inspector, I'm sure you could get something out of them. I would think oh, hopefully get out of Dr. Weatherworth goes to check the body. I don't know who, what assistance you need, but uh, I would definitely like to question the two culprits. Well, Mr. Dr. Blackwood should probably come with me. He's a biologist. Um, Most definitely. I'd also like to look at the tree myself. I have a... No, it was the subject of a lot of... Um, photographers we had a lot of tourists that would come out to picture that or, uh, photograph sorry that tree and uh, i actually have a framed photo of it in my office with the uh aurora above it and do you know um professor have they dragged the proper tree off yet is it just the stump uh no it's still it's still over hmm. well if you'd rather Very see well. the tree I mean, I really no, don't wait. need any help doing the forensics. They said it was in roughly the same area. I don't see why we can't do both. But he, we're here in town, which is where the uh, culprits are. So I would. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, just to, ju just to put it in perspective, uh, the, culp, the town hall is across. This, this village isn't mm -hmm. very big. The town hall is across the road. And the tents are behind the town hall because the rest is like open field. There's a little oh, hill that you have. There's a little hill you have to go over to get to the wall, but but the We're tree in that direction anyway. Probably a half mile away, quarter mile away. Yeah, give or take. Okay. And he's um he has said they he did also state that people have been struggling getting to the wall. Hmm. That's a very strange thing to say. What do you mean? They're just, they're repelled? They're... Well, some, well, some people go over and we get radio contact with them. And then we don't hear from them again. And then some get uh, to a top of a hill, ready to go down. And then they just turn around. And they seemingly say they don't remember why. They were going that way. Uh -huh. 
It's well, you said bizarre. The papers. You said there was Very a military presence here. Uh, are they having the same kind of difficulties? Uh, maybe there... the locals are drinking this, uh, keeping them and their own local superstitions keeping them away. But how about the military? Well, there's only a few. There's only a few at the minute, but I have a feeling if this persists, there'll be more because they'll want to get involved. Uh-huh. Um, well, that's why I assume uh, we're here. My yeah. higher ups insisted on sending you, Inspector, and your and your two special investigators. There. Indeed. Well, I'd like to see the body as soon as possible. If you say it's in a tent. I hope it's been refrigerated. It's not decomposing. Well, maybe we go there first, then, shall we? Well, you, like I, I say, I don't need you all there. But, Professor, is the uh, expectation that we begin this evening? Actually, what time is it? Uh, it's it's like four in the afternoon. Oh, mm-hmm. this afternoon. Well, when, I know. When I was, evening works. When yeah. was the body found? Well, the body was discovered about. Well, before you guys were called, there was no body. That's all I'm going to say. And uh, about four hours ago, the body was discovered on top of the hill. Hmm. Well, then that brings up a good question. When was the tree chopped down? I think it's uh, a few days ago. Yes, about a few days ago. Okay. Right. Well, let's get to it. Clearly, there is something out of the ordinary afoot. I'd like After to get you. to the bottom of it. After uh, you, Doctor. He's going to stand up and um Dr. Weatherworth, shall we? Yes, let's go. Okay, so, so are you guys going to split up or are you going to all stay together and go to the tent, or are some of you going to talk to the father and son and the others go well, to the we'll, tent? Or? We'll split up when we get to the use of the town halls right there and the tents right. behind it. So Yeah. So they'll um, go one way, we'll go another, but Inspector, why don't you actually that's a pretty solid idea, Dr. Weatherworth. Inspector, why don't you and um Mr. Northamptonshire here uh, ask the father and son what the hell they were thinking. Uh, Dr. Langdon, I mean, I'm not in charge, but wherever you wish to be, I think you would be useful. We can uh, text you or call you with whatever we find and uh, coordinate accordingly. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, so we should all coordinate our, our telephones then so that they've we all each do, do the, the big exchange of information. <laughs> group yeah. text. The yeah. group text. Or, <laughs> nowadays, we just touch our phones together. And right. all, you know. <laughs> Gingerly touch tips. Um, I I believe I'll go with the uh, inspector. I'll go with my old friend, uh, Ian. Right. Okay. So um, Professor Lightly will, will take Weatherworth and Blackwood to the tent. I will stick with the free investigator going to talk to the father and son at the minute. Um, I know the light's dimming, but as we're approaching the tent, uh, using my awesome super biology powers, is there anything odd about the local flora um, that I may notice on this short walk? I will answer that question in a few minutes. Okay. 
So going with Inspector Northamptonshire and Langdon, mm-hmm. you guys enter the town hall. It, it's just your stereotypical village hall. There's not really a lot to it. And they've got the father and son just sat on chairs in the middle. There's a couple of local police officers and a very stern-looking gentleman. Uh, He's got a military stance to him. I look over at uh, the agent in Northamptonshire, and I say, I suppose I'll follow your lead. All right. I will go ahead, bypassing without looking at any of the people, uh, completely ignoring them, up to the two prisoners. As you do that, you hear, what are you doing? Uh, Special Agent, uh, uh, I completely fucked it. (laughs) (laughs) In order to preserve the sanity of our uh, other viewers. Uh, I'm Special Agent uh, Northamptonshire. And Dr. Edward Langdon. And Dr. Edward Langdon. And, of course, Governor Inspector Ian Gibson. Well, I'm Colonel Alex Sun, and what are you doing on this property right now? You're not meant to be here. This is military. It's a military operation. Do I need to give you the uh, number of the higher-ups that uh, actually sent us out here that somewhat outrate you, Colonel? I look at my phone in uncomfort, (laughs) in discomfort. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't got the uh, text uh, information already, I could easily uh, forward you the information that uh, sent us on the way here. I do appreciate you preserving all of the evidence for us. But at least if you'll take the time to fill us in on what you know. And with that, I pull up whatever government uh, report that I have that sent us out here. Yeah, he, he takes one look at it. He scoffs and just, ugh, they're always sending people to be in our way. Ugh. Well, I know as little as you all know. I sent two men up to the up to the gap and they have not returned. They will not get in contact with me. I have tried interrogating these two, but they will not speak to me. And he kind of slams his fist on just in the air, just slams it in the air because there's nothing to slam down on. So he kind of just. Uh-huh. I, uh, I ask him, uh, is there a history of individuals going missing prior to this oh you know we are on a hiking trail really people they've been known for people to go missing but they usually just turn up later down the trail some do go missing forever but that just happens anywhere if you go hiking really interesting so, Colonel Sun, I have to assume you're uh, with the uh, local militia here, so uh, you have the, the best information of the particular area and surroundings. And as Dr. Langdon uh, asked, uh, it, nothing particular stands out regarding, was there any forewarning of uh, any protest or anything around this tree? 
No, it's a protected. It's a it's a protected tree. Yes, yes. So these two will face severe charges, and anyone else involved. No one saw threats on social media, anything like that. Uh, not as far as I saw, but some analysts do say that uh, they did notice some trends to do with um, why is that tree there? It's an eye- eyesore for hikers and all that jazz. Uh-huh. Did you happen to confiscate the, I'm assuming they had uh, phones? Well, we searched them and they they didn't have any phones on them. It's wild. As we look at the uh, father-son, uh, I assume a psychology role, do they look like they're uh, resisting or confused or what's their demeanor? Or do we have to take a wrong question? Do you mean a psychology role? Nope. I got a zero three. Ooh. I was about to say Northamptonshire can roll as well, but you got a zero three. So. Um, no, the odd thing about them, Langdon, is they look completely at peace. Hmm. They don't. They don't act like they've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, if I may, uh, Ian, it seems as though reason would suggest that guilt would come along with the crime. And look in those eyes. And I kind of point. (laughs) Those don't look remorseful at all. I agree. All they did was cut down a damn tree. A protected tree. A well-known landmark. It's not George Washington, a cherry tree in the backyard, with all due respect, Agent. Well, but it's not the crime of the century. Understood, but we have to understand history or else we're doomed to repeat it. Cutting down historical landmarks is a true crime. Understanding the tree history. No, understanding the history of cutting down. to repeat the tree? (laughs) Cutting down landmarks. If we don't understand the the actual problem with those things, then we could continue to cut down things without any kind of regress or second thought, I suppose. Well, I'm not usually in favor of the lenient sentences, but I hope they don't go too hard on these poor boys. It's a father-son. It's not just a boy. Come on, Rupert. You can Hopefully you can understand the significance of historical landmarks. What were you to say if somebody came in and took the stones from Stonehenge to kind of help uh, build their own uh, castle or a house? Would that not upset you? Well, let's not sure. Sure. It's it's an interesting point. Colonel's son kind of uh, interjects. He's like, "They they could seriously get up to 15 years for this. For a bloody tree? It's not just a tree. This tree has been there for years, years, years. It's a, it's a mark of the past, a mark of history. Without, that tree symbolizes 
things that have happened in these areas. It it grew in the gap for a reason. Well said, Colonel. So how long have you had them? You said four hours that you had them uh, under arrest and observation? No, no. The, they've been, we found these two a few, a, about two hours ago. Ah. Whereas the, the, the uh, he says, I think you're probably referring to the body that ah. was found about four okay. hours ago. Uh, then I think it would be worthwhile for us. We brought a uh, forensic specialist along and a, a biologist. Uh, maybe it would be uh, prudent to get their involvement to maybe take a blood sample to see uh, if these guys are uh, either hyped on anything or encountered anything that might explain their um, stupor, I would best call it. Well, they did. They did let the local law enforcement take fingerprints and all the various other things they need. All the other forensic details they needed. Mm -hmm. They were very any, forthcoming for that. Any, any. I was going to say, any pertinent information come back about why they might have done that for motivation? No. Um, all I know is. The young boy here is called Ben Lowe, and his father is called Kenneth Lowe. Mm -hmm. They are from the next town over. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the boy is good, a, a good boy. He gets on with his work, did, does really well in school, helps out where he can. And the father's like a, a town hero. He does a lot. Of a community, Not yes. Here they are, unable to speak to me or the other law enforcement agent. Ian, would you two like a moment to question the individuals? Um, you're muted, Rupert. I said, I'm I sure that all of us give a, a good. Uh, at least ask them questions, but uh, Edwards, as you can see, is you're the one that pointed it out. Look at their eyes. I mean, if the colonel couldn't get anything out of them, please, please attempt. But uh, hopefully, as soon as the uh, doctor doctors are uh, complete mm -hmm. with the body in the tent, uh, we can mm -hmm. get them in to at least get blood sample and check to see what's potentially <clears throat> they're hyped up on. And as you said that, the screen wipes over to the tent as we, uh, as Dr. Weatherworth, Dr. Blackwood, and uh, Professor Lightly arrive at the tent. Yes, I think, well, I think I have some paper up here somewhere if you, if you want to use that, uh, Dr. Blackwood. Um, what? What would I use uh, this for? You put it on your nose because uh, if the body ah. is decaying, um, it doesn't bother me anymore, but uh, I don't think you've probably been involved in many autopsies. Uh, Blackwood, ah. to answer your question before you talk about autopsies, about yes. the uh, local fauna and all that, can you do a, a botany check for me, please? Yes. All right, we're starting off hot. I got an ought eight. Um, yeah, it is odd. Um, there is a flower 
that you noticed. Um, the closer you got to the tent, um, you know it's got a stupidly long scientific name. Don't they all? But it's not meant to exist anymore. It's meant to be extinct. You only recognize it because of its unique color blend. And its spore count. Ah. Um, do I... So it's extinct. We don't have any kind of... Oh, I guess that would be a better question for Langdon. Um, it's got a unique color blend, uh, or coloration, I should say. Yes. Well, um, as far as you're aware, it's... Ex- well, you've never seen it before, and looking at it, it looks like the ones from the textbooks that you've read right. uh, about extinct flowers, because uh, that... Uh, helps indicate where other flowers have come from. Right, right. So this is the uh, genetic ancestor of something that I'm more intimately familiar with. Yes. Awesome. Um, hang on. That, Dr. Weatherworth, are you seeing this? And I'm going to indicate towards this flower with the, uh, the thumbstick that he has with him. I'm not particularly... Up on my flowers, I don't recognize it. But you, okay. I just wanted to make uh, make sure I wasn't hallucinating. That that flower should not exist. That that flower's uh, has been extinct for a very long time. I. Uh, mm. It's only fossil. Yes, um, Professor Lipley pipes up. Yes, I think it's. Um, they refer to it in the textbooks as the the yellow dryad. Well, perhaps it's obviously it's it's quite a discovery. It's obviously not extinct. Perhaps very localized, very small subclimate. It's possible, but what I'm saying is it shouldn't be here. It's 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 extinct. Extinct. It uh, before I launch into a Monty Python skit, is it an X flower? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, hmm. Okay, I don't know. I the coelacanth was thought to be extinct for. A million years, and they found them. Uh, yes, um, this is true. Uh, not often one finds a extinct flower species in the. Well, I was going to say back moors, but I guess we're in the foothills uh, of northern England. Perhaps, uh, perhaps you'll become or, famous for it. Uh, your new thesis. Now that would be quite a crowning achievement, but I. Fear we are delaying. Uh, I'm not entirely sure I'm going to be comfortable with this. And he gets uh, the the Vix um, into his kind of burn out your, It kind of burns out your nose, nasal perceptors. Yes, um, temporarily. Oh, I've worked with rot flowers before. It's the um, uh, <laughs> dig, digging around. I might have an issue with. Uh, Professor, so, sit down. Professor Lipley goes well. I am just going to go make some calls and fill in some paperwork. Uh, in the tent uh, is uh, two of my two assistants, uh, Dr. Holly Cabrera and uh, Dr. David Cabrera. They are. They are a married couple. Um, the Cabreras, thank you. Yes. 
almost as uh, rare I, as your flower. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I uh, I trust him. I'm sorry, DM. Um, who are the Cabreras? Yes. Who are the Cabreras? Holly and David. Holly and David. Uh, medical assistants? Uh, yeah, yes. They're basically Professor Lipley's medical assistants, but they are doctors in their own rights and academics in their own rights. Okay. So. Um, and our, did he I, just, does he just shove us in, or does he uh, introduce? Oh, he open he 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 opens and he introduces you, uh, Holly da- David. This is a uh, Doctor Wendell Weverworth and Doctor T S R Blackwood. Uh, Doctor Cabrera, Doctor Cabrera. <laughs> right. Um, so, what do we have? Like to see the body. Uh, well, Sorry, uh, uh, David. Weatherworth, this is more your theater. I will observe. Uh, David uh, goes, um, well, it's a little odd. Um, yeah, I'll just... He opens... He takes over the sheet, and in front of you is a, a body. It doesn't... They look like they've been... Just from first glances... They haven't been dead for very long, yet they are barely wearing anything. And what they are wearing is um, because they kept, they just, they haven't really touched it yet. They're waiting for someone else like yourself to come along. Um, It's got like a, like maybe a bear bare skin or some kind of skin wrap around um they've they're wearing like a a kilt uh, they've got like blue body paint and face paint and just by their mouth is open uh you assume uh may uh, you assume when they died their jaw just stuck open hmm. and their teeth are look very odd very out of shape very discolored we have uh, uh I, I look around do we have all the instruments we need for an autopsy yes yes you do you... and the assistants say they will help remove the clothing as well out they just said they wanted to keep it sorry out go of... ahead no sorry out of curiosity um i know it is not uh my particular specialty but you did mention the teeth were odd are they odd because they're beat to hell or are they odd because they are a uniquely uh different shape like are they um, are is it the uh i that has this person does this person's mouth appear that they've been living rough for a while or is there something more unusual beyond sort of extreme dental wear and tear no i um so they, David will answer this question in character. Okay. He said he, so, um, well, what I noticed is that the jaw does seem to have a lot of, uh, tension made a lot from a lot of punches, but the, oh, the teeth, yes, but the teeth look like it's someone who lives in the outdoors, not necessarily has time for, Dental hygiene, teeth, right? Yes. Oh. Well, we. Um. 
What do you make of these clothes? Uh, odd. Uh, do they look hand-fashioned? Uh, hand, handcrafted. Handcrafted. Um, oh. Um, I'm going to basically start... Uh, for First, there's going to be an overall examination, but I'm going to use a tape recorder and tape record everything that I'm saying. The first thing is this, these clothing, this hand-fashioned clothing. Uh, didn't use a machine to make these. Odd. Do I recognize the tartan of the plaid? Um, no, you do not. But you can do me like a, a history role or something like that. Okay. We'll have to get Dr. Langdon over here. Oh. Uh, Keeper, I did also just send you a message. No, oh, I don't know why I even rolled. <laughs> you could have um, caught you could have caught a documentary somewhere. We'll have to, yeah. Well, I that's how I knew that there were different tartans. Uh it's maybe five that I know really that are very common. Um, Blackwood <laughs> kind of has appeared with gloves um that he scrounged from somewhere and it's like right next to you, uh, Dr. Wendell, and he kind of looks up. Do you mind? Um, what would you and, like to do? Uh, looking at the clothes, because you mentioned they were hand fast or handcrafted. Yeah, like um, a barb or. Can I like sort of turn them over? Um, what would I'm trying to determine if the tartan or the the cloth itself has been dyed with uh, plant based dye or something more modern. Um, like in a, a, I don't want to say like an acrylic, but I'm not quite sure what goes into dyeing wool. <laughs> uh, do, do, do me a do me a botany check because you have sure. the skills, so I will let you do. Yeah, you would you would probably definitely know what colors uh, I get from plants. I did succeed with a 49 out of 50, but it was close. That's, <laughs> that's fine. That's um, what that's what you need. You just seen the success. Um, yes, uh, they are. They are hand dyed. You can tell by by the methodology, um, but it's un it's a unique blend, um, and especially with being hand dyed, that doesn't happen very often anymore. It's normally very um, bougie. Uh, <laughs> places but do it well or if somebody's living trying to live completely off the grid yes um, it's a lot is that. A lot is harder. there any other clothing uh socks shoes a pouch um a no pouch, socks uh... no shoes uh there are like sandals but they're handcrafted they they put them on uh one of the like a table or something like a little examiner's table so the kilt is just the the skill the the skirt part of it. It's not any of the other accoutrements that go with. It. Uh, no, uh, there seems to be like the belt and all the other buckles and that all that part of the kilt is on the uh, table. It just seems they've kind of right. kept the cloth on because. Uh, well, we're waiting for you because there, there's nothing much. Well, everything's on show basically. So we just left it on to be a bit respectful. So we'll, we'll start with the body. Um, we'll remove the clothes, but we will leave them to the side. I'd like 
Dr. Langdon to look at them. Maybe they're trying to imitate uh, something historical. I will just clarify. There is There was also a pouch as well, because one of you did mention okay. on the table there is a pouch. It's like a proper leather-crafted pouch. Okay. Um, oh. As Dr. Weatherworth begins the... Uh, the medical examination, I would like to, as gently, because again, this is not my realm of expertise, but I'm curious as to what's in the bag. Um, okay. So I would like to see what's in the pouch. Okay, I will stick with a Weatherworth at the minute, and then I will come to a pouch. So I'm going to first the hands and feet, uh, condition of the nails, um, are they cracked are they manicured are they uh they're cracked discolored filthy uh someone who's on their feet a lot of the time uh probably doesn't wash an awful lot again it comes back to hygiene Uh, you could tell by just the texture of their foot uh any i mean uh, is is lividity is there any uh, rigor mortis is there pooling of blood uh, on the bottom of the body. Uh, you see you if have... I can determine. I'm trying to determine the time of death. Uh, you can start to notice some, some a little pool of blood forming at the bottom of the body, but it doesn't appear rigor mortis fully set in. Okay, so yeah, only a few hours. Um. Any wounds? Uh, yes. So now we are. There appears to be uh, a couple of stab wounds and slashing wounds along the chest and lower and the belly. Yeah. Um, Can you do me a forensics the- check? Sure. Uh, got a hard. Okay. Um, by looking at because uh, in your inner dialogue, in your inner monologue, you were talking about knife wounds. Looking at the size of the wounds, uh, they ap- it appears more like a sword, uh, possibly a, a short sword. Huh. Um. So. So once I, I look on both sides, obviously. And, uh, yes. I'll 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 go over everything once again just to see if there's anything that seems unusual. Um, the the knife wound, the the sword wounds seem fresh. Yes, well, uh, again, it, the wounds themselves indicate probably a few hours. Okay, so. Uh, this man has been stabbed either with a large knife or with some sort of sword-like instrument. Uh, I'll then go for the depth of the stab. Uh, we'll begin the actual autopsy. We'll open him up. Uh, we'll see if organs were penetrated by the sword and so forth. Yes. Um, Do I see anything unusual inside? So I will go over sword wounds first, and then I will make you do another roll. Uh, I'm keeping the sword wounds on top of the sword roll. Um, so both of the stabs seemingly went all the way through. Um, 
Alon was, I will just say that uh, going by the trajectory, Alon was probably punctured. And uh, the the other one probably caught uh, the intestines, but it still went through. The slashing, uh, they appear almost superficial. Okay. And uh, so we think blood loss probably was the... Yeah, blood blood loss and internal bleeding from perforation of the, of certain organs. Very odd. So I think that we have a murderer. Um, and now I'll make you do another roll for the actual. <laughs> I, I got almost the same thing. I had a, a forty before. I got a forty-six. That's I could spin six to make it hard. If you think I need to. No, no, I don't think you need to because right. you. You've done the sword wounds. You, you've already basically opened up the body. Um, so you've been doing this job for a very long time. You've you studied uh, various autopsies throughout the years. And going by a lot of these organs and uh, bone structure, and even looking at the skin, uh, this body is telling you that this is not a modern man. It it doesn't seem like a modern human being. In what way? I mean, it doesn't just look like a dirty, a dirty human. No. That's it seems more like either. Either someone, either this person had um, uh, abnormality when they were born, so uh, th- certain things didn't uh, grow properly, or certain parts of the body or nervous system or whatever didn't oh. function properly. But a lot of that coincides with some cases from pre eighteen hundreds. Okay. I'll check the teeth. I'll check the brain capacity, uh, brain condition, and so forth. Uh, I look over at Dr. Blackwood. Are you all right? This is pretty intense. That depends entirely on what I find in this bag. Okay, Dr. Blackwood, you open, and I will open the bag. I will tell you the contents. And before you could comment on them, I will wipe back to the other three. (laughs) Okay. So I will tell you the contents before we wipe back to the other three. Um, So when you open the bag, uh, there appears to be a little handcrafted knife, almost like a carving knife. It's a very tiny one. It's very um, properly handcrafted. There's even runes along the wooden handle. Um, it seems to have. Uh, you could do me uh, a dendrology roll. Oh. Uh oh. Uh, do I just make that? No, I don't. Uh, unfortunately, I was over by two with a sixty-seven. Okay. Uh, can we? Are we working with spending luck? Yeah, you can spend luck. It's a one shot after all. So. Sure. Uh, I will go ahead and spend luck. Um. So that's two points to push it to a 65, which is a regular success. That's fine. Um, Going by the 
wood uh the wood actually seems like it's uh uh bark made out of bark and wood from um a sycamore tree oh okay hmm. um well you said i can't comment on anything so is that the full uh, contents no. of this night no, uh, no there is more i'll get it um also there are several vials uh very like i say i say vials they're they're very poorly made definitely not someone who definitely not made by a, the modern era. someone out in the land someone who's probably crafted all this out in the wilds barely any modern technology um and in there's like herbs varying herbs and spices and a few plants and then you also notice like there's a a charm bracelet with uh made out of little bones that have runes carved in them and on that note i will go back to the other three as we wipe back over Okay. I forgot where we were. <laughs> we're about to question the two guys. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Yeah. So obviously Langdon, you were stepping back, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. Uh so Inspector and in, uh Northamptonshire, you can So uh I'm going to go up to the adult guy, the father, and sort of just wave my finger in front of his face and see if he follows it with his eyes. Um, let's say you move and he doesn't move. Until you get here, then he sharply turns. Okay. Interesting. Um, I will say good, good uh, afternoon, sir. I'm Inspector Rupert uh, Northamptonshire of the uh, Royal Police Force, and uh, we need to ask you some questions. He doesn't respond. Doesn't respond. He just looks at you. Um, <laughs> he's just staring at you. I'm gonna give him. Is this police abuse, Inspector? Or uh, yeah, Inspector. And I'll just poke his face. I'll poke him in the face. As you go to poke it. As you go to poke him. He jutters back and like chomps his teeth. Oh, dear. Let's not get violent. And that's actually triggered a reaction because he starts uh, chant like he, it's not English. He just goes, ah, quasi, blah, blah, blah. Do I recognize that language? You can do me a history roll. Oh my. Oh my. 
All right. That is a – there's no way I rolled to zero first number. That's a zero five. I'll I, – anyway, that's a zero five. I'm lucky tonight. Bad, I'm feeling good. I mean, bad luck is on the way. But Oh, no. Well, that's um, good. <laughs> um, You – going by the phrasing and the nonsense, mm-hmm. because obviously what I spoke wasn't real, Um, he – it sounds ancient. Whatever he's speaking is ancient. Not anything you have personally heard or seen, but just by picking out certain uh, phrases and syllables, you can uh, safely infer that it's an ancient language. Sure. Pre-Sumerian derived language, pre-Babylonian yes. derived language. Sure. Yes. Yeah, Langdon is clearly shaken at this and kind of reaches a hand out and puts it on uh, Inspector Gibson's shoulder and says, that's 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 old. That's that's old stuff. Um, Colonel Sun, uh, you're from around this area, correct? I'm not from around this area, but I am stationed at the local army base. Yes, nearby. I say local. Are there by chance any um, historical reenactments that they do for the tourists when they come out to visit the uh, Hadrian's Wall? Uh, could these possibly be some of the actors associated with that? Uh, there is a fest. There is a, a yearly festival, but um, I I don't think so. It's not something I've heard. I. I may not look it, but I can uh, let loose sometimes, and I have been to one of his festivals, and I haven't heard that kind of language before. But yet these two father-son are not dressed up uh, according to such uh, festival activities, so that's quite strange. And Dr. Langdon, you said that you actually recognized a little bit, or at least it, it it's not made up gibberish just for tourists, correct? I mean, you're you're catching something out of it? I can't say that I understand it per se, but the derivation of some of the language that we see does seem to, I I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Believe me, I I can't make sense of it. But if I had to guess, there's clearly some influence there since it's possibly not gibberish, which it might be. I find myself leaning towards the former. Uh, Northamptonshire, do me a spot hidden while those two were chatting. Seems to the me same that activity. Go ahead, sorry. Seems to me, Governor, that he's madder than a March hare. And that is a 98. Okay. So I am just not spotting anything. That's fine. So you, you guys are continuing the conversation. Um, I'll try to do, following what uh, Edward did with the father, I'll try to do the same type of trying to get the son, Ben's attention trying to see if he's better at following my hand in front of his face. I definitely not getting it close to him to snap at like he did Edward, but trying to, at the same time, trying to uh, uh, charm him, at least try to talk to him as far as, uh, so Ben, uh, you, I understand you're from the uh, village next door. Do you participate in some of the uh, festivities around here? 
And again, Colonel Sun looks a bit annoyed because they're actually speaking to you guys, but um, he again speaks this language. Ah, but he look, his is more violent, more um, savage towards you, and he kind of leans forward, and his hands kind of reach out towards you. And says, I, I do think we need to get the doctor. These They're almost acting like they're rabid. I mean, we need to get the doctor to come do a blood test on these two. Can I repeat back what I heard at the other one? Sorry, what, what, what do you mean? I want to, re- I want to repeat the line, the thing that he just said. So whatever gibberish he just said, I'll repeat it back at the other, the other guy. You repeat. Um, can you do me a look roll, please? Okay. Hold on your luck. Are you feeling lucky? Let's go, Rupert. 18. Okay. So, you do get a reaction from both of them, but they they come towards you slowly. What? And they start sniffing around you. Almost like wolves sniffing for prey. Well, excuse me, I don't believe... And I kind of grab Rupert by the back of his shirt. I don't believe we've come here for this. Well, hold your horses. Rupert, don't get too close, because if these men have been bitten by raccoons or other rabid animals, uh, I don't know what kind of treatment the doctor has, but be careful. No. Rabies has an incubation period of many, many years. Crazy has a zero-day incubation period, Doc. Well, that's what I got this bad boy for. And I'll just point to my gun. Nice. And um, they're still saying these weird phrases, but they're a bit more calmer around you, Rupert, even though they are around you sniffing the air. I'll keep and trying walking weirdly. Random stuff. I need you to do me another. If you're gonna keep repeating, I need you to do me another. I love okay. it. Look, girl. That's a twenty. That's another pass. Okay, no. Um, the sun actually gets down on all fours and starts sniffing around the bottom of your trousers. It's almost like some sort of command word. At least take me to crazy dinner first. (laughs) Uh, Let me ask this. Do I I see any connection between him using these words and the behavior changing in any way? Um, You can do me an... Intelligence wrong. Oh, 72. I don't think so. Intelligence or psychology? For for Langdon intelligence, for you, Gibson, you can do a psychology. I'm almost thinking he's more treating you as if you're the uh, alpha in the room. Nope, not with a 92. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) during all of that... um, (laughs) Colonel Sun just pipes up like, you two, sit down now. Mm-hmm. He just shouts at them. 
Get back to your chairs. And he's kind of got his hand on his gun. And then the two of them just start to growl or growl and their teeth start to shunter against each other. And their uh, mouth movements are very frantic and their eyes widen. Rupert, you tell them to do the same thing. See if they listen to you. Wasn't he the uh, one saying the words, right? I mean, yes. If Rupert tries again, he needs to do a look wrong. I've I've got my hand on my taser, pulling it, starting to at least pull it out, not point it, but uh, I'm somewhat backed up, thinking these guys are rabid. I'm just gonna say, everybody, calm down here. It's it's all good. They're they're not hurting anybody. As they just growling, hissing, and. Uh, everyone tell them to sit down see if they'll listen to you they took an interest in you Rupert I'll just gently sort of with my hands sort of guide them back into the chair I need you to try and be lucky again (laughs) 42 that's a pass it's getting worse they start to but their anger shifts from around you guys and they start growling at each other and hissing at each other and then they put their arms on each other's shoulders and they they start to go around in a circle saying these words then all of a sudden the sun just bites into the father's neck and blood starts gushing out as he rips out a bit of his flesh. Oh my heavens. And the colonel just pulls out his gun. It's like, sit down. I imagine that's a sanity check. That is a sanity check. And I'm going to say if, if I fail my sanity, I've shot my taser. <laughs> yeah, right. If no. there was ever a time. I, I passed. The the uh, colonel acted before I did, which is enough. Yeah, if you pass, if you pass, take two. If you failed, a D four. Okay. D four. Okay. And uh, the father, funny enough, when that bite happens and the blood starts gushing, the father just starts. Son, what did you do? He almost reverts back, and he's body mannerisms are back to normal and he's holding on to his own wound. What did you do in the sun's just getting more feral looking? Good God, he snapped out of it! Get him off of him! I'm gonna punch the sun. Okay, do me a do me a brawl. The colonel has got the got his um finger on the trigger ready to shoot, so Oh my god. Oh one, I knocked him the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> He's done. He is done. Uh, I'm. I'm not going to make you roll in doubt. You just I straight up. <laughs> you just straight up. Muhammad <laughs> Ali, I'm right in the jaw, and he falls unconscious. Um, straight away, the uh, colonel gestures to the cops to handcuff, <laughs> handcuff the son. Um, and you all notice it. The the blood's just pouring out of the dad, and you you can see he's trying to hold the wound together, but he he's getting paler and paler. There's a massive chunk ripped out of his neck. I'm it's hit some vital. 
with with the sun subdued, I'm trying to jump in for first aid. Okay, yeah, do me some first aid, Gibson. I'm just basic on it, but I'm all right, twenty. So pass. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you, you. I'm at least trying to pressure on it. Yeah, and you managed to get some. Maybe you take your tie off and wrap it around and just pull it. But you know, you're just preventing the inevitable to eventually happen without without a proper doctor here right now. And calling. And, he, calling and even then. That one. If he's got a medic on hand. No, the only medical professional is at the tent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should get we should Rupert, get Doctor uh, call. Weather, Weather's call one of the men. Yeah, I'm and, texting uh, Doctor Blackwood. We haven't we have a situation. As you're texting, I swipe back to the others. <laughs> nice. So you don't get the text yet because you guys are a little back back in time. Things are happening simultaneously. Yes. Yeah. Um, so going through, uh, going through these homemade little, uh, herb pouches, um, do I recognize the seeds or leaves of any of these plants? Um, at glances and you're checking for, you, you right, study not, a lot of this. Um, I'm not anyway, so I'm not going to make you, yeah, I'm not <laughs> making you roll. You'll be able to tell a lot of these are what, um, you would refer to as remedies, herbal remedies, stuff that would be used to uh, heal people out right. in the wild. Um, I mean, nothing, is there anything in here with like hallucinogenic properties? Um, one of the little pots of powder in it, uh, this black powder, just sniffing it, you... Oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you can you you smell something familiar. You can't pinpoint it, but you know that you definitely shouldn't ingest this. So you, you would probably assume that is some form of hallucinogenic, hmm. or or something deadlier. Right. Um... Well, uh, Dr. Weatherworth, how are we getting on over there? I've well, come to some done. conclusions uh, over here. I'd say the the prognosis, that's the right word, uh, is that uh, he died of multiple stab wounds, bled internally, and died. As to his physical state, um, I'd say he's been living in the wild for some time. Uh, of course, he's not completely insane. He obviously was able to make clothing, and um, you've got your pouch there with uh, herbal remedies and so forth in it. So I don't know who would stab him. Perhaps he was just a, a vagrant, and somebody thought they'd have a little fun with their grandfather's sword. Uh, a sword, you odd. Say. Well, uh, it's too big to be a knife. It could have been a big knife, but I'd say from the general shape of the wound that it was probably a broadsword. There wasn't any slashing, but there's definitely puncture. It went all the way through. 
you know, I'm reminded of a quote from the great Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Uh, Dr. Weatherworth, um, you have just met me and uh, have no reason to believe that I am not mad, but uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle once said, once you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, no matter how improbable, must be the truth. Um, I'm just going to say it because softballing it in is just going to drag it out. Uh, we have plants that shouldn't exist. They should be extinct. We have a man who... Uh, was apparently stabbed to death by sword, wearing clothes dyed um, with plant-based dyes that either he made himself or acquired from a high street shop. This is not something that you would find in, uh, I almost said Woolworths, but that's been gone for a while. Um, not something you would find in the corner store. Uh, his shoes... Are you there? This is either a dedicated um, uh, uh, a dedicated reenactor, Larfer, something like that. Um, well, something far stranger is going on. Uh, well, it, it's to uh, uh, Mr. Sherlock Holmes would have. Uh, not given up on what might be more obvious, like you say, a LARPer or a, um, somebody playing around, or maybe just somebody living off off the land. But we are quite remote out here. Um, there were there were certain uh, odd anomalies internally that uh, led me to believe that he might be um, somewhat. I don't want to say mutated. It's probably a more medical term that I would use, but um, less developed internally. Uh, uh, has obviously not had the benefits of, of modern medical science. He's got scrapes and and and, and so forth all all over his body. Um, But there's certain anomalies that that I also would say, well, for instance, the whole blue face paint, uh, as I understood it, that was simply something they put in that movie with uh, Mel Gibson and had no basis in reality. Um, it seemed to me that blue is an extremely expensive uh, color. Uh, primitives would have had to have grind ground up seashells or uh, or lapis lazuli to create it. I think we would need to um, drag Landon in here. Um, and as you say that, <laughs> Weatherworth gets a text message from Langton. <laughs> oh, I do. Um, Oh, oh, um, or maybe Blackwood get maybe Blackwood gets the. the I did say I texted Blackwood just to be clear because we have a we have a background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. What's he? What's he ask? Uh, you get you hear the Star Trek communicator chirp. Uh, that's his text notification. Uh, Inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) And he looks down and he goes, "Uh, uh, Langdon, if you don't mind, could you remind me what you texted?" The text reads very simple. We have a situation. 
Um, oh, Jesus, everybody has a situation. I'm going to read that you. out and say, I mean, and sort of point to the body with the phone and go, it's not like he's going anywhere. Uh, well, I'm I'm pretty much done. Uh, we'll go find out what the situation is. Um, I'm going Hopefully. to look at the uh, at the Cabreras, Holly and David, and say, uh, "Doctors Cabrera, if you don't mind, um, could you just leave everything as it is?" Yes, yes, don't worry, uh, Holly Cabrera. Perhaps don't worry. We'll we'll leave just as it is. Uh, um, right, and I'll, I'm going to grab my thumbstick and. Uh, because it goes everywhere with me, and, and head over to where Langdon is. All right, okay, uh, so Langdon. I, oh, by the way, are you both? Are you both going? Yes. Yeah, we're both going. Okay, then you will see the situation. The boy is unconscious on the ground, cuffed. Um, Gibson is over. Um, the the father who there's blood coming out even through the tie. And that was an expensive tie. Right. Good God. What, what Doctor, in the world is going on over I, here? I need you over here. He's got a carotid artery. Gash is bleeding. I need your help here. His son bit him. His son just... You'll have to tell me what to do. I'm not that kind of a doctor. <laughs> You're a better doctor than I am. All I can do is keep the pressure on. Um, I'm going... What in the hell's... And I'm just going to like... I guess get the attention of the colonel by like hitting the back of his leg with the stick and just be like, "Don't you have a medic?" I've already asked him. Yeah. A, a medic. Because now, now if he bleeds out, then I'll be his doctor. The, <laughs> the professor, the the <sighs> one of the Cabreras is a doctor, and uh, my medic went across to the Gap. Uh, I haven't heard back from them. Upon well, just what hearing. Is the gap? The sycamore, the sycamore tree, where the sycamore um, tree is. Upon oh. hearing that the Cabreras are a trained medical person, I'm just going to like heel turn and bolt Ooh, out the door to get one. face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so what? What's the situation? You guys tell me everything. I regale. Happened. Yeah, I regale Doctor uh, Weatherworth with everything that happened. Know. It definitely sounds like something, maybe like rabies, but. Um, how long have they been exhibiting the symptoms? It takes well, 20 days or so, usually. Uh, so. The, the, the colonel pipes in, just says, since they got here, they have been in like a daydream almost. They're not foaming at the mouth. Uh, and quite honestly, if it is rabies and they're at this stage, there's nothing we can do. I heard rabies is 100% fatal. It's a hundred percent fatal unless you can get to it within a couple of hours of being. Um, well, doctor, can you at least do any kind of a blood draw to analyze what uh, might be affecting them. Can you all do me? Can you all do me a spot hidden, please? As you're having this conversation, I'm not there, so I'm assuming. Yeah, Blackwood, right. you've run to get a Cabrera, and you're probably on your way back because you a you haven't got just one of them. But you you got <laughs> Holly, Holly, Holly Cabrera. I got a regular one. I got a regular success. Regular. regular. Odd. Okay. So between the three of you, uh, Rupert, you'll notice it first. Um, you'll notice it first um, that the sun is starting to get up. 
and you can hit you then the rest start to notice when they can hear the clicks of his bones as he's getting up and his hands are still and he oh bring he brings his arms around and rips open the cuffs I'm shooting and him. just screams at you all I'm shooting him <laughs> Well, this isn't very British of me, <laughs> good chums, but. I thought you meant the sun was coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the sun. Did it, did it. Oh, God, my throat. <laughs> he's he's definitely drugged out. I'm raising my uh, taser on him. Over if uh, you, you, you can roll to shoot. Oh, do we not have to do sanity? Uh, I will make you do sanity after. I will Dean sick people. I know it's regular on my uh, firearms. Okay. Um that helped if I had Oops. uh yeah you 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 hit. Um roll me some damage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it wasn't just going to do nothing. <laughs> yeah, it bounces off. Yeah. Okay, one. Thank you. Vince, you shoot center of mass. Do you four. shoot in the head? Did you shoot right. four. Hit four damage. The bullet goes in and it stays in. <laughs> I was trying yeah. it. It goes in, but the sun starts rushing towards you, Rupert. Ah. Sure. Uh, the colonel is going to instinctly shoot, and he got a ninety-nine. His gun malfunctions. Can I grab Rupert and try and at least pull him out of the way? Uh, yes. Do me. Um, I guess oh. a strength, a brawl, or strength. I'm not really bothered uh, in this case. I rolled a sixty. Four, my strength is 55, and I don't think I have brawl, so I'm pretty sure I failed. My brawl is 50. Let me use some luck. So my strength is 55. I rolled a 64. Let me use 9 11. My math is bad. 11, 9, one of those. What is it? You got 55? Yeah, my strength, strength is 55, yep. And you rolled a 64. That's 9. Correct. There we go. Thank you, math. <laughs> So um yeah, you managed you managed to pull Northampton share out the way. All right. But the sun then because he lunges towards Northampton, he literally lunges straight into the wall. But like, when I mean into here. the wall, he goes through the wall. Oh. Oh, literally into it. Okay. Yes, and just and you know what? Just for uh the jokes, he comes out and Blackwood yes. and Holly are just there as he <sighs> Zooms past them as the bricks just fly. Blackwood, I need you to do me a dog roll for me. Oh, I will roll one for Holly. I got a thirty-six uh, out of fifty, so that's a success. Okay, you succeed, but a brick hits Holly straight in the head <sighs> and knocks her out. <laughs> Oof. Well, uh, Dad's uh, SOL. Okay. So, uh, and by now you've noticed the, the dad has just bled out. The dad has bled out. The son has just ran off. 
Oh, yeah, the, uh, over he, to the father uh, out of and curiosity. I like this, I go, yep, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Out of curiosity, uh, is the sun headed over the hill? Um, he looked like he was going in that way, but then you hear a gunshot, and the sun falls down because you know there are a couple of other soldiers around. So, <laughs> not all of them Good went. Service. Not all of them went over. Uh, but yeah. Um, the sun just the, falls down and rolls down the hill. <laughs> you uh, said a situation. You weren't kidding. It escalated much faster than I thought. So I'm going to tell you something very strange indeed. The body that was found. Uh, it, I, I, wanna, I would like Dr. Langdon to take a look at it, but the fellow seems to either be an expert LARP uh, pretending to be a 500-year-old uh, uh, Scotsman, uh, or he's he a 500-year-old Scotsman uh, uh, in primitive clothing and primitive physical before, before Langdon interjects whatever, can you order me sanity rolls just for what happened? I, forget. Yeah. I almost forgot about them. Uh, that's well, a failure. Uh, Seventy. As a, I was gonna say, as a new newer player, I got. I just want to roll under sanity, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, I also failed. I got a sixty-two. Okay. I failed with a ninety-seven. No. Ooh, that's a special okay. kind of failure. And my yes. sanity was forty-eight at that point. Okay. Yeah. If you if you succeeded, just take two points. <sighs> If you normally failed a D four, uh, Ian, uh, a D four plus two, please. Only, only four. Oh, that's, fine. that's 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 fine. But, oh, yeah, I'm uh, definitely. I'm quivering and and uh, I had my taser up, but my hand is just shaking and it's like. Um, yes. Is is Holly knocked out or is her like head caved in? Uh, no, she's just knocked out. Okay. Uh, she <laughs> does. Uh, she does get up after a little while. It's okay. I'm gonna help. The female Cabrera's usually make it. <laughs> but Langdon, you're you're not gonna believe this. This man, um, Weatherworth, not wrong. Um, I'm gonna. He, I know it's like getting steadily more dark, but um, you know, he's uh, Blackwood. So, you know, uh, this the flowers, the dryads. They're not supposed to be here. They're extinct, at least in this part of the world. Um, man's wearing clothes dyed with plant-based dyes, handmade. You need to see his sh shoes, Langdon. They're they're yeah. handmade. Well, Speaks um, to Pictish, ancient, ancient Celt. I agree. Yeah, no. Langdon, you didn't. You you came out straight away from his description, even from the paint. That is how the picks would. Yeah, around they would paint themselves absolutely not, with lime. As a matter of fact, yes. Yep. Not not the um, not how Highlander did it, <laughs> but um, they definitely did paint themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, more very wait. interesting clothes too. If I can't believe I'm the one who is remembering this, and I might be completely wrong because I'm just actually remembering it. But is the flower 
not that flower that is responsible for the naming of the ice age period or like the dryad. There's like a younger dryad period or something. The younger dryas. It is also oh, known. That, okay, I might be. It is also known as the yellow dryas. Yeah, it's the one. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, it is known as the yellow dryas. But it. It. Uh, I guess if you don't mind me going botany for a minute, is That's that okay? Fine. Okay. Um, it, it is uh, native to the Americas. Um, so it's very strange that it's here. Uh, hmm. So the younger uh, Dryas flower is appearing here. So, well, no, the yellow Dryas flowers. Yellow Dryas flower. <laughs> the younger Dryas is the period, the era, right? <clears throat> okay, so it sounds to me like it's not goblins, ghoulies, ghosts, or fairies. It's something's coming through from another period in time, which is absolutely ludicrous believe but the man the contents of his bag the you said that he said something in another language he did but it predated anything that i understood it was ancient for sure at best i could pick pre-sumerian well was it a semitic language or was it more celtic do i know keeper you re- you really couldn't tell because it was almost an amalgamation of varying. It, it, it could have been anything. It could have been ancient Greek for all I know. I am this... not a linguist in my specialty. Right, and we've we seem to believe that going towards Hadrian's Wall, these people were affected by it. Um, could it be some noxious gas or? You know, they said they saw lights, which have been shown to be swamp gas. Uh, Could it be a mental... One of of the herbal pouches that the deceased gentleman... That the deceased gentleman had on his person uh, contains either a very powerful narcotic, possibly even a poison. I would believe probably more likely a, a hallucinogenic substance but i am not brave enough to test it under these given circumstances well yes don't don't test it it could be a poison but if it's something made here in the locality it might explain the odd behavior and perhaps even any kind of indicates towards the kool-aid man shaped hole in the wall um no. this behavior maybe they should give us a direction show us where these people went and where they were coming from. I'm not suggesting we go there yet until we find out that the area is not got some sort of volcanic gas event that makes everybody lose their minds. Well, uh, but like I'd this. like to at least see where. As you say that, um, Professor Likely just runs it. He actually runs in through the hole in the wall. <laughs> he doesn't even realize there's a hole in the wall there. He just runs through it. It's like, I just got a radio call from the sycamore tree people. What? what? A a man was just shot in your facility and you're coming to us about a radio call. Wait, you got a radio call from the tree? No, no, no. From the people around the tree, from the other from the other investigation side nearer to the tree. Sure. The ones that like, you know, shot dude. 
No, what, I thought the guy. Stand? Yeah. No, no, no. This is the one over the hill, the other side, the ones that they were talking about. Oh, okay. That and they, they pe- some people that. went over, but, could, oh, I but see. never yeah. came back. Uh, and they're, now they're, oh. And now we just got a small response. It just, it's just a small response, but it's the most we've got in a few hours. What what's it they say? Are they saying? Are they saying at least that the uh, wall is still preserved? I mean, that's the historical artifact I'm concerned with, not the tree. They just said, um, they just said, we need help. And then they cut out. Well, Bob, get your soldiers and let's go. I, we have a working theory, Professor, uh, but it's going to make us all sound mad. Okay, what is your theory? Working theory. Uh, well, either we have, and he's he's going to say this while you know, like like running like a marching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, either uh, either we have a very dedicated. Uh, um, uh, oh God, I just forgot the term. Starts with an R. Lark, reenactor. Lark. Uh, very, uh, <laughs> either we have a very dedicated reenactor, or we have a five hundred year old uh, dead Scotsman who hasn't aged today. Both are very interesting. That would explain the Pictish attire, yes. Uh, not to mention the runes on his bracelet and the uh, and on the sycamore-handled carving knife in his pouch as well. Not to mention the language. Um, and we're, I, we're, I, at least I'm headed up the hill. I'm not. Like... Um, well, before oh, you yeah. get before ah, you get okay. to the hill, um, you kind of get stopped because, um. When you, because you were all in the building briefly, and now you're out there. Um, there were like a couple of soldiers out here, and also David Cabrera was still out here, but he was at the tent. They're no longer there. No, no longer. There, and uh, just they're just not there. Holly went and checked in in the tent, and David's not there. So who shot the guy? He's, no, someone did shoot. Again. Oh, okay. Sorry. But they have now gone. In that time that you have gone, you've gone back in and understood. The okay. professor's come back in. They have just vanished. First, and you said, well, uh, with the professor here, did we notice them gone before he came out of the building? Uh, no. Um, I did. Uh, he he just goes. I didn't notice that David wasn't in the tent, but I just thought he went off for a smoke break. Uh, is this is the village still there? Yes, the village is still okay. there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's that, a fair question. That is a fair question. Yeah, um, the village is still there. Are, are, and are there electric lights in the village? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, that I mean, all signs seem to point over the hill. If anyone feels otherwise, please correct me. I seem to go uh, slowly, and if anybody smells anything odd or feels anything odd, we need to stop in our tracks. I'd say, uh, Colonel Colonel Sun, do you have any uh, respirators? Uh, yeah, um, we must have in our trucks. Normally, the medic, medics bring a few. 
Dr. Weatherworth, um, wouldn't it be appropriate then to at least try ah, to keep from breathing any gas or spores using these respirators? If the respirators I I, 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 yes, I won't have enough for all of us, though. We don't even know what we're dealing with, though. So, yes, I mean, we could get in full hazmat suits, and we still might. Well, I don't know. We don't have full hazmat suits, I'm afraid. Uh, that's a brilliant idea, uh, Inspector Gibson. What if uh, you said you had four? What if four of us went down and two of us observed from the top of the hill? Or not. I was just an idea. Right. I don't yeah. need a respirator. I'm not a cowardly, yellow-bellied breather of clean air. Light cigarette. <laughs> I like right. my air dirty. Neither um, do I need one. I suggest we continue to move forward before the time to strike is not upon us. Ian, okay. Ian is uh, collecting one. Oh, um, I am my my inner desire for adventure is uh, being tempered by um, the hallucinogenic properties of plants that I know all well, all too well. Uh, so I am also going to join uh, Inspector Gibson uh, in gathering a respirator. Unfortunately, Mister Cabrera is not here. Otherwise, he should have gone first ahead of us. You've got Miss Cabrera, but she probably won't come along. She is the luckier of the two. <laughs> Not bad. She does need to sit down because she did take a brick to the head, so she might um sit out. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but likely, and the colonel will come, and the colonel will force the uh, two officers, the pl- two police officers, to come, as all his men have just vanished. <laughs> I'm not going to wear a mask because I need my senses. Yes. So who is wearing a so Inspector and Black uh, Gibson and Blackwood, you're wearing a mask. Correct. Okay. They likely won't wear a mask either. Uh, the colonel won't. The two police officers can wear the other ones because they might be a little bit more cowardly. Call it an abundance of caution, but if we're dealing with time-traveling Scotsman and potential hallucinogenic nonsense, uh, I figured it's best tackled not off my tits on whatever's in the air. Spoken by a true biologist. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys start to walk. You walk up the hill. It's a nice walk. Um, you get to the top of the hill, and the sky's grayer. Surprisingly, it's still light. But it's grey. It looks like a storm's going to come down any second. And you do see, well, you see the gap um, in Hadrian's Wall. You see where, well, you can't actually see the stump because there's tents in the way of it now but you might be able to make out a bit of the um, actual uh, leaves and that of the tree as they are jutting out. But you don't don't see anyone. I have the respirator group caught up to the rest of everyone. 
We're going uh, very yes. slowly. Oh, okay. Um, you start to descend, Let and me, the grass. Sorry, real quick. You said that uh, we got radio calls. Uh, is does the colonel or something? One of the uh, officers have uh, the uh, handheld radio that they're calling in on. Uh, the, the colonel now has the handheld. So, and is there still crackling going on of the calls coming in? Uh, no, it's gone silent. All right, I'll leave you alone. Um, you get down and you notice the grass is longer now. The grass is very long. It didn't look long from the top of the hill, but now you're in it. It's like up, up to like the top of your belly. It's never been mowed. But um, Langdon and Gibson, you would know for sure that this would be kept clean like clean cut because yeah, it's clear. a tourist clear site clear. and yes yeah hmm. that's strange. Um, uh, can i use my thumbstick to like check the ground ahead of us you can uh, you you can do yes but you can still see over it so it's only up to about there on you I, hey man, I've seen the horrific pit spike traps that the Romans put together. I'm not uh, not taking any chances. <laughs> Those who don't learn from it, I agree. Although it does seem odd that this hasn't been tended to in more than some time. I could pull up pictures of just recent tourist activity around here where it has been properly maintained and cut. This doesn't make any sense. It's very strange. Yeah, the colonel says that it was well-maintained, because he is bri- he briefly did come over here when they first set up the tents. And even uh, uh, like Professor Lightly says it was, this has happened in a matter of maybe a day. Dr. Blackwood, does that even make sense for the grass to grow that fast? No, uh, unless, I mean, not even bamboo grows that fast. Um, and I hate to say it, but uh, this is starting to lend more credence to... Uh, my wibbly wobbly timey wimey theory. If only we could see the stars. Yes, uh, there seems to be cloud cover. I I pull this... up my phone and check to see: Do I have internet service? No, it's just a clay tablet. You actually looking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I pull I out my bow and arrow. No, no, that's that's fine. No, that, that, that's that's fine because, yeah, you're on the right track. But no, your your all your phones are all your phones are there, but you don't have any signal. And when you look back behind you, the hill looks steeper than it was. It looks like it would be like almost a mountain to climb to get back over. What the hell? Um, it Weird question. Is there anything to compare scale to? In, in the area, probably, probably the wall. Okay. Has the wall gotten considerably taller? Um, no. Okay, well, I mean, that rules out newer? crazy theory, so that theory's out. 
You were yeah. thinking that we were all shrinking. Yes. I think the grass would have gotten wider too. Also, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. But it's also a valid valid question because but, his wall was dismantled over the years. People pulling off some of the rocks for the yeah. building their own houses. So and, it's, um, it's original height, maybe? No, it's I'll no, it's being not. accidentally on point. <laughs> That's the wall's still the same, but that helps you looking behind you up the hill because the hill is now is taller. Mm-hmm. It is almost like a mountain behind you now. Doesn't make sense. All right, is that a sanity check? <laughs> that is a sanity check Does first. Because uh, I'm going to do two rolls. I'll do the sanity check first, just for the change in surroundings. Like, like the kid that reminds the teacher about the homework. Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's All fine. Right. How you much can... I lose this time? I did um, regular success. If you succeed, uh, take one point. If you uh, failed, just take uh, two points. Oof. Uh, out of curiosity, again, I have to ask a rules question. Um, at what point do I need to worry in terms of sanity? When five you five lost. Yes. Okay. Yes. Five in one go or five in one session? One hit. Five in uh, one, one hit and, and twenty. when you reach 20% of your... However, in this case, I'm not going to worry too much about 20%, but uh, if you still tell me when you reach 20%, that would still be handy. You got it. Thank you. Who away? Um, so now I need you to do me a uh, a lucky roll. Look, well, if you do me a luck roll, all of so, us. Yes. Yeah, while, while this is going Boys. on, is yeah. the colonel's radio? Uh, is it just static, or is there anything going on? It's dead. It's dead. Okay. Um. I'm asking the colonel for the name of some of his soldiers that he sent out here, and I'm panically pulling up my bull bullhorn, trying trying to call out. <laughs> okay, um, I'll do. You have he um, tells you there's a private Hurley. Um. Bear with me. I'll try to. Yeah, I <laughs> you can probably see what I'm trying to do here. Um, Sergeant Sanderson, uh, Corporal Kruger, um, Private Llewellyn. You then there's a there's a few of us around. Yeah. Um, I got an odd seven on the luck roll. Okay, so. Just put your hand up if you failed your luck roll, because that's all I need to know. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> you, you failed, Langdon. Yes, You're also muted. Yes, Langdon, Northamptonshire, and yes, I, I Gibson, failed. you all failed your luck roll. Um, so all three of you trip over something. And you fall uh-huh. over, and you all three of you are on three separate bodies. Uh, Gibson and Northamptonshire, you are on the bodies of 
the two army men who disappeared, who the ones who shot the boy, basically. And uh, Langdon, you fall on the body of David Cabrera. <gasps> Doctor Cabrera. Obviously, you couldn't see because of a tall, really tall, thick grass, but now you've tripped over and on the ground and pretty much in kissing range of bodies. Um, don't don't kiss them. Uh, let's go back. I'm going to pick up the... Do they have the rifles still? Well, funny you should say, um, on their show, on their um, wrapped around them, they've still got like the leather... Um, strap but oh, attached no. to a leather strap is a long stick do i have my gun you still have your gun yes okay good yeah we are probably inside the anomaly zone we need to get out of it uh weatherworth we can say um you look back and as i said it it's basically like a cliff face now in front of you well how far back I mean, if you're looking at it, if you try and if you try to go back up, you're going to have to rock climb back up. That's how bad uh, it is now. So now that I've tripped over this body, um, luckily I didn't break my uh, bullhorn. But now that I'm pushing away from this body, do I see obvious signs of trauma? Um, you just see, you see like stab wounds, basically. Oh, hell yeah. I'm scrambling away, standing up. and Do I still have my service revolver? Yeah, you still have your gun. Yeah. All, the, all your equipment is, all your guys' equipment is still there, don't worry. Okay. So there's definitely some sort of weird thing going on here because now we've got a cliff right behind us. And I don't remember climbing down a cliff. No, you came down a hill, and it's suddenly, as you've been walking closer to the the second site, it's suddenly become a cliff. So there is no way back. We walk along the cliff and see if it gets less steep. Um, sorry, what was that? Um, I I cut out a little bit. So I just said, do we? I'm just asking them, do we follow along the cliff and try to? Find a way back up. I Do we call back to the part of me that wants to see what's going on with the tree. I understand that, but what you know, it's like it's part of me that would really like to see the elephant's foot at Chernobyl, but uh, it would mean my instant death. <laughs> I concur. I prefer safety over adventure. If we're traveling back in time, then there must be uh, military soldiers here that have swords. And uh... you're not wrong. Very well. Um, is uh, yeah, I guess. Is there a way to get back around the hill? Well, the hill now cliff. Well, as far as your eyes can see, it's just one consecutive cliff. Okay. Something okay. is keeping you here. Okay, so we've got... Is this the sense not... all of you 
I'm guessing. Right. So it's not it's not, oh, we've gone back in time and the hill is now not eroded. It's straight up a something's uh, I shouldn't say it's something, but it's a barrier now. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's basically it. so you you could rock climb it if you can rock climb or climb. Well, it it seems to me like the only choice we are being given is to continue moving forward and see if we can solve this by solving what's going on. What other choice do we have? It appears so. Does it appear to be? But the if case? it turns out to be fairies or ghosts or I'm going to be angry. <laughs> uh, Professor Professor Lightly does uh, interject and say, this explains why the soldiers haven't been able to return this, once they've gone over the hill. You think? <laughs> Lightly seems excited about the whole thing. <sighs> now that I've tripped over the body and the uh, other uh, scenes, seeing everybody else, Reacting as if they're seeing the same thing I am, uh, Ian's. I'm I'm starting to hyperventilate, and in the process, they're ripping my respirator off, trying to catch my breath and realizing that it it wasn't saving me from anything. Doctor Blackwood, do you know entomology by chance? Ah, uh, it is not one of my specialties, but I could. I know. A well, bit. I was just thinking. You know what this reminds me of. Have you ever seen doodle bugs or uh, what do they call them? Ant lions. I feel uh, like this is a trap that we've moved forward in, and now we can't move backwards. And there's something waiting the for center. us in that direction. Oh, so I, are you all going to continue forward? I <laughs> yes. fear very much that you are <laughs> correct, and I feel that we are going to have to move forward. So you all start to move forward, and there's no real resistance, really. Just the grass just getting thicker. Oh, there are flies and that all around you, but um, as you go, you do start to notice, some of you will start to notice your feet brush against other, other bodies, and they look familiar to the ones who actually saw the I might as well say the picked body uh-huh. on the table. They look familiar. Uh-huh. As you get closer, and you can now see the three or four tents uh, still there, and the gap in Hadrian's wall is still there. Um, and as we are just reaching what would be the two hours, we'll take five minutes just because this will go over by a, a little bit. All so right. we'll just take. A Are quick, we well buy a break? quick buy a break? Okay. So you guys arrive at the tents. Well, you're about a minute away from the tents. And coming out you see uh, someone running out of the tents in a, like a lab coat. So assume it's one of the scientists. Then a spear, you just see someone launch through him, and it's just a spear pierces him and pins him. We're getting out of here. Yeah. Uh, we got nowhere to leaving. go. Marines, we are leaving. 
and the gun out. As you are like, discussing this, at the tent now is a full-on centurion. Roman centurion. Roman centurion. I am awestruck. <laughs> well, a Roman no. soldier. That's a German. A Roman legion in. So, um... Oh, no, wait, yeah, that comes from Rome, yeah, oh. Um, and... He, surprisingly, doesn't have much of an accent as he shouts, Who goes there? Um, uh, but does he, he, he says it in English? Roman. Yeah, in English. Oh? You, Which you are shocked. Especially Langdon, uh, by how clear his English is anyway. It's so pristine. We uh, we are uh, a group of curious individuals. Please do regale us with the story as to how you came to be here. We mean you no harm. I am merely protecting the tree. Your English is perfect. What 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 about the tree? Are you perfecting protecting? <laughs> I am Tiberius, keeper of the tree. What about this tree makes it so special? Um, Langdon, do me. Uh, it's more of a folk tale check, sure. but do it under a history check. <laughs> sure. That's a 30. That's a pass regular. Um. So you actually heard of this um so there is rumors that people uh keep kept seeing for years and years a roman soldier a ghostly roman soldier uh scouting hadrian's wall watching over the sycamore tree a sycamore gap and um they believe this is because this is the last Roman soldier to stand his stand aground here. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, tell me, my friend, do you have any other compatriots that stand this watch with you? They all died by those. I turn to my party and I'm like, ah, it's <laughs> real. Like, yeah, and he just murdered a guy. Yes, but understand the richness in which the context takes place. This is the last of the Roman centurions protecting Hadrian's wall. The wealth of knowledge is unfathomable. He tried to disrupt the, what is left. Someone defiled the tree. Uh, I will not let anyone further defile it. Uh, does he have a sword? Yeah, he has a sword. And he well, at was, this point he's probably walked up to the spear and pulled it out. We also knew that the tree was defiled. That's why we came here because of the tree. Uh the two men though that defiled it were 
captured and uh, punished. They're no longer alive. They must have become afflicted. It's been happening. What is the affliction? I don't know. It's like I don't understand. I understand what you're saying to me, but I don't understand how I can understand. I I speak weird for me. This isn't... I don't feel like I'm myself, if you... There's some kind of strong magic here. Um, we are oh, actually we're just jumping physicians. into magic. Okay. <laughs> he believes in magic. He's from the ancient Romans. Uh uh yeah uh, uh we've come here to we, we are physicians uh we're here to see if we can figure out what's going wrong have other people come come from our direction yes i am afraid i tried to help why did you just but, kill uh, this man that came from my realm this man tried to touch the stump, the tree, what's left of it. I can't have it sack. I can't have anything more done to it. I've already already gone against my sworn oath. Um, protecting this tree. Uh, Doctor Doctor Blackwood. Um. What if we there were was to... a, there was I'm sorry there was a tree long time ago a small tree on my property that was removed however the stump remained and the tree grew back is it possible that the sycamore will grow back it is definitely possible we could also do uh there's a, a method um, in fact, it is an ancient method called coppicing, and it was, uh, in fact, the centurion might even recognize the method, if not the term, um, but essentially you can get a stump like this to grow several branches that will continue to regrow as you cut them, huh. um, and it provides, or can provide, uh, long-term usage of this tree it, it unfortunately will not grow back to its grandeur, uh -huh. but the tree will live on um in fact i believe i read somewhere that that was the plan uh but uh centurion tiberius correct yes um what is this language i'm speaking why is it so clear English. It is a descendant of a, of what the uh, the Gauls speak. Uh, actually, Langdon, <laughs> is that right? Uh, that's correct. Uh, I must have picked up something in these years <laughs> of academia. Um, um, Postgraduate. Re regardless, uh, do you know anything of the magic uh, that we are we have fallen under? Do you uh, obviously you are not from where we come from, and we are not from where you come from, but we are both here together. Do you have any idea why that might be? 
I am its sworn protector. I cannot reveal its secrets. Oh, of course. Can I try and convince this guy that it's in his best interest to share those secrets with us if he has those secrets? Uh, yes, of, of course. All right. I'm going to make a psychology roll. Uh, let me... That is a 96. That's a total failure. Oh, boy. Yeah, no, you, you, you can't think of any way to even try and get to this. Yeah, man. My scope um, of it, relation it doesn't exist. He does speak about... I will warn, I have not massacred your men. I was only killing those who were harming your men. I was trying to protect them. Most seemed like they were trying to aid me. But other things I hear depicts have followed me. And Something else. I, I I ask him. I say, would you mind, Centurion, describing what we look like to you, just briefly? You look like a like me, but in some weird fabric. Okay, so he's not hallucinating. He's not seeing things that aren't real. Allow me to appeal to you, uh, Centurion. Uh, As I say, we came because we are physicians. This man, I I point towards uh, Dr. Blackwood, uh, is an expert in the health and growth of trees. Uh, he needs to know what to do. We are not from here, but we have been summoned, possibly by the magic itself, to fix this problem. Can you do me a, a, a roll of some kind? Yeah. Persuade, yeah. Oh, uh, what did I get? 69. <laughs> Uh, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, 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 that. Uh, my yeah. persuade is where's my persuade? It's 65. I will spend <sighs> yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he goes, You haven't attacked me, you seem to be f- friendly enough. You cannot touch it, but I can at least let you come and see it. I apologize by what you will see in these tents. As I said, I tried to protect your allies, I guess. What are these words I am speaking? speaking, Are we... Sorry. I'm just saying you're speaking a derivative of a Germanic tribe that we are not from the same time as you. I, I gathered that. I might be not It as... must be the magic. The magic wants us to be together and communicate. Quite possibly. Anyway, follow me. I'm going to he... do a sanity roll because I'm freaking myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, can, you, might as well all, you might as well all do sanity rolls. Because... I failed. <laughs> hey, oh, I, I, I also failed. Um, If you failed... Uh, Give me a D4, because this is 
A D4 plus one, because this is kind of... Anti-science, mind-shattering shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you passed... If you passed, uh, do take two points. What do you have in this roll for? Uh, Sanity. Sanity. Okay. So before I make my sanity roll, in support of what uh, Dr. Weatherworth was uh, saying and doing, to support him, uh, I happened to pull out uh, my treasured item, which was a Roman coin. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, wow. To actually show him that, hey, we are followers, believers, of you from history on. Wow. Yeah, but is it from before or after the centurion? Know. <laughs> Who knows, right? Can I Who check knows? it and look and see? None of them. Um no, he's just gonna he's gonna think he, it that to me. <laughs> we'll leave we'll leave it to a look, crawl. <laughs> there look, you crawl. go. Toss them in. All right. So what will we roll in the sanity for? Uh, for actually meeting this centurion, the overwhelming. <laughs> Just for everything. It's all a little mind yeah. shattering, I guess. Well, my my rolling is uh, um, I have the wrong set of dice because I rolled a ninety eight on that. But <laughs> throw the dice out, get new yeah. dice. <laughs> That's right. And I just made my luck. Hey. Okay. So you made your look. We, we could say he recognizes the coin. Uh, what about Sunny? How was everyone? A 98. I only took two points of damage. Okay, if you failed, it was a 1d4 plus 1, I'm pretty sure. Yes. I, I, I rolled that and got a 1 for a total of 2. Okay. So I am down a total of 5 points, but haven't suffered 5 points in one go. Right. That's fine. You said a 1d4 plus 1? Yeah. Which will either way probably put you on your 20%. Well, and all I had to do was roll a one to get the 20, but no, I had to roll a five. Okay, do me an intelligence roll for me. Well, that's an automatic 20%, so that's... Yeah, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Don't... Um, I'll just mark it down that you've reached your 20%, and we'll cross that bridge when I possibly... Think it will suit this bridge. All right, I've I've swapped out my dice. <laughs> okay, so the Roman centurion leads you guys to the um, stump, but on your way, you see a variety of corpses. Some are butchered. Uh. uh by varying weapons. Some even, just by looking at them, especially you, Langdon, you, some of them look like they were killed by Middle Eastern weapons. Interesting. Huh. This almost That's... looks like a scimitar or kukri. Yeah. That's, Which is odd. That's odd. That's odd because it's not, it doesn't exist yet in this period. We're a long way from Earth. They would be, and be a long way from home. on some of the bodies. You notice, um, so from old um, uh, guns, a lot of it left the a lot of the balls left thick black powder along, and you're noticing that from the gunpowder and the residue of it around. It's not like modern a modern bullet wound. 
So are you saying that these are the British soldiers that uh, tr crossed over into this or which soldier type? of the, all, all the dead bodies you're seeing in here are the ones who are from your you, you guys. Okay. So and they're the ones who were already here who set up the tents and stuff. Okay. But and... you, you assume out in the grass there's probably more bodies of whatever, whoever the fuck is around. Right. But all of these are uh, still, none of them are, are armed with particular uh, original weapons. These are all maybe just the uh, spears you, you were talking about before? Yeah, spears. Um, their phones will be stone tablets. <laughs> and so when I said you're on the right track, when you brought that up, you were on the right track. Well, so what, where I'm going with for uh, Gibson's twenty percent five total of five, what I've already fallen in line that uh, I'm following in uh, uh, Tiberius's uh, legion, and I'm picking up some of the spears and whatever I can find to be one of his troops. Ah, that is that is fair. That is, I will go with that. That is appropriately <laughs> nutty. Um, maybe you even instead somehow your brain tells you the correct like uh, gesture to do to Tiberius. There you go. Sorry about that. And here, here you go, and you reach the stump. You are, you can obviously see the sycamore tree. They have seeming uh, there's seemingly rope around it, and um, a little bit of tent around some of it, trying to keep it secure like hidden um the actual tree but the stump it seems to be like uh glowing um like a pink mist around it oh don't like that uh um... your magic uh okay well I mean, sycamore trees don't typically glow, so there's our first problem. Um, is there runes on it or anything like that? There are not runes on it, but you notice there are rune stones around it now. Uh, Langdon, can you read any of that? Do any of the rune stones register from a language I know? Yeah, they're, they're all protection runes. They're, uh, funny enough, they're a mix of Roman, like that Roman kind of protection, mm -hmm. and also Celtic protection. Ancient Celtic. Seems to believe the common blend that you see of the uh, obfuscation of Celtic runes uh, being uh, taken over by Roman culture, but it's all very much in the same theme of protection. It, it it almost seems like a harmonious thing, like it's something that's come together in the agreement, the blend of it. Almost as though they're synchronous, symbiotic. Well, as you said, you saw scimitars. Strangely, that's, yeah. That's like 9th century AD. It's Arthurians, not that's like 1st century AD. It's true, and I have to think that given the evidence we've seen, there has to be some kind of 
multi-layer pocket dimension where people from different areas of time are coming in and affecting the same reality. It doesn't make sense, but it's the only way you can explain these different eras in time affecting the same reality. This tree seems to be the crux. Tiberius. Yes. Has this been the first time that this tree has been uh, destroyed, desified? Yes. Can I... I feel like... Um, can I get an ideal roll? I'm just kind of lost as to what we're supposed to do next. That's fine. From, from, yeah, that's from, from our perspective, Centurion, you may have been... Who was Caesar when you were posted here? Hmm. Um, Ask hmm. the hard questions. Uh, that's a good. That's a good question. I'm just trying to think in relation to. I would say Julius Caesar would probably have been. That's on his rise. Oh my God! Uh, okay. So now you're talking about you know, hundred years or. 70 years BC. Mm -hmm. um, we, by our calculation, Centurion, you've been here guarding this tree for 2,000 years. How is it that you accidentally allowed these desecrators to get to the tree? I wouldn't, I think. I think something stopped me. I don't know what strange magic. I don't know. I felt a. I felt my ethereal body disappear briefly. I have guarded this tree even after my death, yet I am now living. Well, there's the ghost. Knew there was a ghost. <laughs> but I don't know what could have stopped me. This You all really don't know about sycamore trees. No? Well, I At believe not it was... The... Oh, sorry. Well, go ahead. Uh, what is, the, what is the, the wisdom of sycamore trees that you have to share with us? Well... Because you've all been actually relatively kind to him and forthcoming, I won't make any of you roll to anything. So he goes, well, from other cultures, he may, out of he he may, he's referring to the Celts and the right. he's referring to that culture. Um, the sycamores are associated with the world tree. Ah. This one in particular is meant to be uh, a big beacon for the world tree. So you chop it down and you are unleashing time and space reality Words that I shouldn't be able to comprehend here. I should not be able to, <laughs> but I am 
See, this doesn't. This is what I mean. I shouldn't be able to say what I'm saying. I shouldn't be able to speak how I'm saying. You guys shouldn't be able to understand me. Yet you are. None of us. That's how important here. some of these treat, some of these landmarks, some of these things that have been stood here. I. In my time here guarding this, I've heard whispers of Stonehenge and all these cultural sites throughout the world. There's greater meaning to them. They are potential protection for this land or gateways to other realms, time and space itself. Yet, once you get rid of one or open it up, in a more, in a less, uh, in a malicious way, when evil reaches the root, it erupts. And that's what has happened. This, the, the world tree, as I will just, has erupted. And I don't know how to prevent it. I just know that I just can't let anyone else do any more damage to it. Well, why don't we try touching it? Uh, mm, he's already stabbed someone who tried that. Let's not do that. Um, I need to clarify. I tried. I stabbed that person who took an axe and uh, tried to swing at it. As I said, I wouldn't kill any of you without good reason. Well, Dr. Blackwood is a a specialist in trees. Let him, he's not intended may, to harm the tree in any way. May I look at the stump with your permission? I will approach with no edged weapon that or anything fine. that could harm the tree. Find a um, way to heal the tree. Can I, uh, am I rolling dendrology on this one? Uh, yes, I, I also need to, are you, no, well, I'll let you roll first before I okay. say what I'm going to say. Tiberius, my centurion leader, I will uh, be beside the man to I'm, I'm get, he does no harm. I'm going to get eaten by something horrific yes. before this game is over, but I rolled a, <laughs> uh, an ought four. And I, uh, I, sw- I swear my dice aren't loaded and I'll swap them out if you'd like, but. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, you. You get close to a tree and you almost get a sense of clarity around it. Um, I need to know if you're going to touch the tree at any point. Yeah, I'm going to have to in order to investigate it. Okay, that's fine. I'll come to that in a second. And he said that I can, which is for me like, okay. Yeah, that's fine. I just needed to clarify whether you were going to touch it. So, yeah, you get a sense of clarity um, and peace. You can understand why people like liked this tree being here, why it was a landmark. Right. And, and now you've just got a sense that you want to rebuild it. You start to touch it and you realize that even though... 
you might you won't be able to it'll take years to regrow right but you've realized there is another way because he's even a centurion said that it was taken down with malicious intent like that it was chopped down by evil basically um but if you were to remove it properly it might not be so bad and at least solve some of the issues that is a potential but you are touching it so i need you to do me um have uh, do me power roll first sure um let's see if my head explodes power where's where's my power on this there it is uh oh a 90 a 94 uh terrible things are about to occur <laughs> okay now i need you to do me a look curl all right, I'm at 53, uh, 82. Remember okay. what I just said? Um, Remember what I just said? <laughs> so, as you're touching it and that, um, say some words. You can, you can speak to the others while you're touching it or whatever. I'll come to actually what's about to occur in a second. Sure. So, uh, Black uh, Dr. Blackwood approaches the tree, and you see him kneel down, and he's kind of dug his hands into the soil, and he's kind of feeling it, and he's smelling it and sort of poking around the tree itself and he says this is where i mean the world's gone mad so i'm just going to say what i see um this is a, a totem uh, a symbol for the axis mundi the, the 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 axis of the world the center post the world tree you get your sill in the norse religion uh I, sorry, my memory fails me. This is Langdon's area. Regardless, <laughs> um, this tree was cut down with hatred, darkness in the heart of he who did it. Uh, and I, Centurion, I am going to say something, and I must stress that this does not mean I am going to perform these actions. Um, I suspect that if we were to remove the stump, it may actually help right the current. And he doesn't actually say a word. He just, while staring at the stump, just kind of motions with his hand in the general are, vicinity. As you are motioning, you just disappear in front of everyone's eyes. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> and I will... Come to where you are in a second. I will sure. just stick with the other four. You've just seen Black Blackwood disappear. Oh boy! Oh dear. Well, only way out is through. I'll go touch uh-huh. it. Whoa! <laughs> Northampton, you're touching it as well. Yep. Okay, I need oh, you to okay. do me power roll. I need you to do me power roll. Uh... Oh dear, oh dear. We're, this is this is not good. See the movie The Fly. Yeah. Fail. Fail. Do me a look, crawl. Pass. Okay. Um you also vanish, but briefly. You that you do reappear. And um, did anything but- happen? <laughs> Well, yeah, when you vanished, you found yourself in the middle of a coliseum. Oh. 
as a as a gladiator fight was going on, and just as the um the combatants are about to hit directly into you, you vanished back to you came back to reality. Well, that's not right at all. I'm taking the words of uh, Dr. Blackwood before he disappeared in his thought process of regenerating the tree. And rather than going to the stump, I'm going to the felled tree itself and trying to see if there's any seeds possibly. I don't know what kind of seeds a sycamore tree has. If the, if there, there would be pine cones or something, but whatever seeds it has and trying to collect something like that. And, okay. Uh, um, you could do me a spot. You could do me a spot hidden, but Langdon, you can do me a spot hidden as well. And essentially, if I find any, what I'm trying uh, plan to do is go toward the base of the tree, dig beside it to make a hole to plant some of these seeds. Again, I'm crazed. <laughs> <laughs> no, eighty nine. I didn't spot. It's a failure no. for me too. So much. Okay. Hey, um, can I borrow your dice? <laughs> <laughs> Weatherworth, you can roll me a spot hidden as well, because you've seen these two like looking. Yeah. Uh, Northampton shares probably a bit shook right now. Oh, I got a six. What am I rolling? Just a just a look. A spot hidden, sorry, yeah. not a look, a spot hidden. Does oh, it, I think you hidden? succeed anyway. Uh, spot hidden, that is an extreme. Oh, that's even better. Um, you actually point Langdon's head in the right direction and down because you notice something that he would... So in the actual tree, the tree stump, there's also more runes inside. It's almost hollow inside the tree. Uh, you haven't. What? You didn't notice it before. What? But that's Do maybe because your mind wasn't letting you notice it. Can I see that the runes are any different than the ones on the outside? Uh, do me a can you do me a history check for me? Forty-seven is a pass. Okay, so you could tell the runes inside almost um, are some kind of. A guardian spell, not necessarily a protection spell, but uh, almost like a binding rune, something that uh -huh. grounds it. And going by that, with it falling, you can hypothesize that with the tree falling, it is uh, falling without it, the roots coming out, well, without the stump coming out, uh -huh. you obviously hypothesize that. Um, it has severed the bind that the tree has, which obviously correlates with all this nonsense that's going on. Uh -huh. And you think if you could somehow repair this bind, you could, even if the tree's not there, if you could somehow create your own bind. Okay. I, I explained might... that to the party, but I'm like, I have no idea how we could possibly move in that direction. You have... Yeah. You have no idea. But Blackwood, I will ah. come to you. You find yourself 
in a, a like a diner like a 1920s style diner okay and everyone's just staring at you hello <laughs> where uh, is I, I look outside is there a street sign uh yeah but you going by going by the street sign um you appear to be um like new york what is everyone dressed like 1920s attire oh boy um right well uh enjoy your lunch and i'm going to like leave the diner <laughs> Everyone looks um, surprised at you, but um, like shocked. But you continue to go out. Um, I'm now just going to jump back to the sure. others. Um, the centurion suddenly touches you, Langdon. Touches uh-huh. you on the shoulder, and. He stares at you in the eyes. And can you do me a power roll for me, Langdon? Uh, 49, let me see. Power 50, you have got to be kidding me. <clears throat> so that's pass. That's a normal okay. success. No, that's fine. That's fine in this circumstance because you suddenly feel enlightened and the centurion disappears the armor stays behind but the centurion vanishes uh gibson you are sent in uh you you feel weird all of a sudden because your leader has just vanished and with my leave langdon you start to see signs all over the place like runes and phrases of varying languages all over the place and it's calling you to put them together it's like the the centurion has gifted you some foresight but in the in the process has given up his eternal life in a way i guess being a ghost is technically wandering around even in ghost form is eternal life i guess for him well he's seen everything dr langdon's gonna take advantage of that and kind of scramble with the stars in his eyes as he starts to try and piece things together I can see it. I can see it so clearly. Meanwhile, the other three, um, all three of you start to notice, um, and obviously Lightly and Sun, uh, the two coppers get stabbed straight through as there are a couple of picks that have just appeared. And also around you now are some like, Napoleonic soldiers <laughs> and uh, some Ottoman skirmishers. 
and even a Nazi soldier. And they are, are they coming at us? Yeah, they're coming towards you. They're all there. They don't. They are seemingly not focusing on each other. They are focusing on you guys. They are coming towards you. They've just killed the two coppers. Okay. Ian is too preoccupied uh, bending over, putting on the Centurion's armor since he assumes he has to replace him. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You you put on that armor, and you suddenly feel the strength of a centurion. Add, me, turn your strength into ninety, oh. and add your brawl up to ninety as well. Damn. Damn. And increase your dodge by thirty. <laughs> you uh, have gained the power of a centurion. <laughs> I was already in dodge of 70. Huh. All right. I At this point... It... Gotcha. Uh, I'm going to go into the magical circle. Okay. Um, I see you to do me another look. Are you touching it again? Um, can I see, like, the, the, the repaired thing? The repairable rune? Um... You can see in, you can see inside the tree trunk. You see it, but you obviously don't see what Langdon is seeing right now. But you do see what they originally pointed out. All right, then. Can I like get inside the tree? You're going to crawl. Uh, yeah, do me a look, crawl. Okay, I'm going in. Okay, uh, so while you're doing that, just type to me what you get in that. I'll uh, just put in the chat. Uh, Weatherworth, what are you doing? You're muted. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of overwhelmed and freaking out. I, I think when the two coppers get killed... I'll probably try to shrink into the background. Damn that I'm wearing white, but uh, okay. Uh, I'm going Do to me a... now. If anybody comes directly at me, I'm putting a bullet through their skull. That's fair. Because <laughs> but... you're trying to hide, do me a stealth roll for me. All right, or at least get out of the way. Where's my stealth? Oh, I got 15 out of 35, so that's actually a hard. Yeah, you're actually able to evade, which means all of them, all of the, we'll just say there's seven of them, are encroaching on Gibson, Sun, Lightly, and Langdon. But Langdon, I need you to do me a power roll for me. You are the all-powerful. <laughs> 23, that's a success. Okay, so... You start to have these vivid uh, visions. You start to see certain historical figures at the prime of their, of their life. And you see these flashes of other people like this, the centurion. Uh, 
Tiberius and mm -hmm. you're just seeing flashes of history and it is overwhelming your brain. Um, can you do me a constitution roll for me? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're about to enter roly roly times. <laughs> yeah. 62. That's a failure. Okay. Um, can you lose two points of health for me uh -huh. and lose two magic points, please? Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, I will come to you, Northamptonshire, because you've got an O3 in a second. Um, Gibson, what are you doing? I am uh, defending, attacking the uh, closest assailants, whether it's the picks first or whoever. Uh, we could say um, one of the two skirmish, one of the two skirmishes are next to you. So one of the okay. uh, Ottoman skirmishes. So again, in wielding, uh, again, I assume it was a uh, Gladius sword, Gladius sword. Yes. So using that, don't know whatever it is, but I'm I'm swinging at him and yelling gibberish. I'm I'm basically making up, attempting to do. Uh, Latin words in a it's not one of my languages, but anyway. That's fine. You, you have the power of Tiberius, so it's just a regular hit. Okay. Um uh yeah, that hips because the skirmisher fails. Okay. I will assume a one D ten. Um, uh, do me a 1d12. I'm gonna let this be full on nice, pulpy action right here. With the increased strength bonus, there's obviously increased damage, so it's a total of 14 points. Yeah. Is that what you rolled for it altogether? Is that what you got? Yes. Yeah, you, you absolutely demolish this man. You probably slice right through him, just cutting a clean diagonal slice down him. And I'm um, already uh, wheeled and turned toward the next assailant, readying for him. Yep. Um, so I will go to... He he will attack you via the skirmisher in a minute, but I'm going to go to Sun quickly. It's to roll. Um, he actually hits, but does the other the other guy fails? So he uh, Sun manages to shoot the Nazi clean in the head. Um, likely going to try and cower away, which he doesn't. He gets a uh, shot. He gets uh, caught by one of the Napoleonic soldiers, and uh, is like taken to the ground. Um, the other skirmishers coming for you, Gibson. Uh, I got a regular success with the skirmisher, but I'm okay. my dodge. Uh... I wouldn't even. Well, you can't. You can't. You can't attack him back. Obviously, yeah, so. I would be basically swinging at him, blocking, swinging. Uh, just a regular hit, a uh, regular. So he 
he hit. Yeah, uh, he hits you. Um, he does four points of damage to you. Um, that should be I put on. Yeah, because of your armor, it kind of reflect deflects, and because of his lack of armor, um, just for the sake of uh, cinematic purposes, you you manage to get like a deflective hit in him and just gash him right across, and he falls to the ground. Um, so Northamptonshire. Actually, no. I let me just go back to Langdon first. Uh-huh. Langdon. Uh, can you do me a, another power roll for me? Ooh, 76 is a fail. Okay. Um, so this is where we get into uh, rolly, rolly dice territory. Can you do me a look roll for me? Uh-huh. And that is a zero three, so that's a success. Okay. Um, now you could do me another con roll. Uh, 24 is a success. Okay, so lose two points of uh, two magic points. Your health is fine this time. Um, Uh But the visions are becoming more real, like you're actually living in these people's bodies. It is Uh overpowering you. But beyond all of this, you start to see something in the sky, something big, something dark with tendrils coming out of it it's almost looming over you wanting to take your soul something evil is coming for you but you feel like you've got this you feel powerful enough to stop this you think you're nearly there you even find your whatever form you're in now in this vision you've got a weapon you seemingly have some kind of book in your hand and you feel like you can take on whatever this is in the sky. Uh-huh. And Northamptonshire, you start crawling up the tree. Up the tree, Northamptonshire, goes, and you find yourself somewhere else. You crawl up the tree, but then you find yourself coming out of the tree. And you are back where you begun. One of the trees just outside the town center, you are stood there. You have crawled out. Well, you are confused. Job's done. Time to go back (laughs) home. (laughs) <laughs> this is 100% but not will... my problem anymore <laughs> however you do notice um, because remember they did say that the sycamore cutting couldn't have been a two man job it had to be more than a two man job you notice there's another couple of feral looking people coming towards you sniffing and growling almost lord towards you as you've somehow come out of a tree which you now can't get back into hmm. do i know where my car is um it is probably at the uh 
the the inn. And how far is that? Just across. You could probably see your car in the car park, but you got to get past these two. I'm gonna try to do a football maneuver, American football, around them and get to my car. Okay. Uh, I. I guess do it. Do it as a. It'll have to be as a dog's roll because they are going to try and attack you as you go. So do it as a dog's roll. But you can have an advantage because you gave me a clear and concise vision of what you were doing. Okay, I needed the advantage. So yeah, I'll spend 11 to pass. Okay. So one absolutely fails. The other rolled an extreme. Well. You do get past one. I guess you do like that the, when American football players run and you do a spin around them. Yeah, 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 exactly. Love it. But then the other nails me. You take nine points of damage uh, as oh, it good. tackles you and starts gnawing at you. Well. And I will come back to you in a second. Weatherworth, what are you doing? It seems like your compatriots are actually winning, considering oh. there's uh, four left, four enemies left. Well, if there's anything that I can do to help, if I see one of the enemies closest to me, I'll I'll fire. Okay. Um, we could say Lightly is on the floor, and one of the Napoleonic soldiers has like a, a musket and is like pointing it at him. And you you're kind of behind, so you have the advantage. You you okay. you you could clearly see, but you could easily just walk up behind this. So I'll walk up behind him and I'll fire. I got a 39 out of out of 50. So yeah, and it's point blank as well. So you yeah. just and save lightly from a death. <laughs> uh so left there is another Napoleonic soldier and two pits are left. Um, I will come back to Gibson in a second. Uh, Langdon, do me another uh -huh. power roll. I'm sorry, you've become dice roll central. That's all right. Uh, 70, I think, is a failure. I had to think on the fly because I made a mistake. So. Oh, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah, that first one's a failure. Okay, look roll for me. Uh, 51 is a, let's see. I think that actually is a success. Luck 52. My God, get out of here. Okay. <laughs> and now a con roll for me, Mr. Langdon. Sorry, Dr. Langdon. Sorry oh, for the dice rolls. 31. So that's a success as well. Okay. Just take two, again, two points of magic for me. What is your magic at? Uh, probably four, I think right now. Okay. Um, So, yeah, uh, spell me. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't meant to go to uh, <laughs> that person. Uh, Technical difficulties. 
Yeah, it's just a... I sent a message to the wrong person. Uh, so, yeah, you see this creature in the sky. Uh, you feel intense power. You feel like you could push it back into the cosmos as it is encroaching onto this realm of existence. You are seeing more world trees around as your visions have become reality. You've seen more world trees grow, and you know that if this creature reaches them, you are doomed. So what do you want to do? (laughs) You feel like you could push it back into the cosmos you don't know how not with maybe through magic or something but you feel like you could push it back i'd say that's that's got to be the way to go yeah so how how do you want to push it back i'm basically how would you picture yourself pushing it back would you get a, a fictional cricket bat and send a wave of energy just anything how would you heroically push some evil dark elder creature back into the cosmos i would say with a giant sweeping gesture gesture of my hands and arms probably okay can you do me a strength roll with an advantage and your strength is at a a plus 20 as well Okay, uh, that's a success. Regular success. I rolled a 52. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you, you managed to push this thing back. And as you push this thing back, you find yourself back in reality. Oh? And where am I? I will come to you, Blackwood. Okay. Because... <laughs> yes. So you find yourself back in reality, and for purposes... um. Let me just roll for some before I get to. Okay. Uh, Sun sadly gets uh, his head decapitated by a Pict. Mm. But as you do that, when uh, as that happens, Weatherworth just shoots him. I'm going cinematic here. Weatherworth shoots him, and Gibson then gets the other Pict. Blood gushing everywhere. I'm not Gibson. I'm Tiberius II. <laughs> sure, sure you are. Sure you are. Let's get out of here. <laughs> and the three of you are there with uh, lightly injured, and everywhere's gone back to normal. Everywhere around you, but all the all the bodies are still there, though. Everything's gone back to normal. The grass has gone down, but all the bodies of the people who have died here are still here. So even the the out-of-time bodies are there. But the tree is gone, but on the stump, the three of you around it, you can see an ethereal version of the sycamore tree has been granted in its place as like an extra barrier. And you three, along with Lightly, are able to walk back and up the hill. But before we get to that, Northamptonshire, uh, Gibson, you still do, you have your armor 
and sword. It is up to you if you take the mantle. Again, with my 20% plus the five backs, I, I, I am Tiberius the second standing guard by my sworn duty to protect the tree. I would okay. have to physically pulled away. It's my duty. I must stay here. Um, okay, I, I know I know how I know how to end. I know how to give you an end. I will go to Northamptonshire first. Uh Northamptonshire. You are there on the ground with a creature crawling at you. Um what is your health looking at? Where are you at health? I got three. Okay. So um how are you getting out? The creature is on top of you. I guess I'll shoot him. Okay. So we'll do counter roll. So he is going back down for more damage. I got an 05. Well, I got an 01. So Ooh. take that. You just straight Damn. up shoot the bastard. I, I got two 01s this game. You straight up shoot the bastard. However, you do have the other one coming for you. Wow. As he is, the fact you've been pinned to the ground, it's given him time to come towards you. <clears throat> I can prove the O one. one You can see it in my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> in the computer. Um, I um, I just got but, regular success on that one, so. Uh, okay, let me, let me do it another. I'm just, yeah, trying to... Okay, that's an 82, but I'll spend the 20 to get it to a success. Okay. Yeah, we'll say that you um, managed to kill it, um, and you drag yourself to your car, but you are bleeding out. You you pass out. Not necessarily dead. I assume Weatherworth and Langdon will find you. Because the spirit of Tiberius that was in Langdon comes out of Langdon because he's helped Langdon and it goes into Gibson. And the Weatherworth and Langdon, you see Gibson disappear. Oh, not unusual. But you can still hear him. And Gibson, you have now become the new guardian of the tree. You are officially Tiberius for second. <laughs> Weatherworth, Langdon, and Northamptonshire, what you guys tell people, I don't know, the government will most likely cover this up. This whole mess. Blackwood. Aye. You are stuck. Oh, boy. Um, that was sadly always the case. You were stuck here. Um, you eventually find yourself in Arkham. After a little while, you've come accustomed to the, where you are, and you find yourself in Arkham, and. You meet a man who introduces you to a friend at the Miskatonic oh. University. And he offers you a job and a chance to meet uh, a Julius Smythe. 
Uh, sure, I'll take him up on it. Um, and yeah, who that uh, is where I hate to be that guy. Who's Julius Smythe? He's just a he's just a character from another ah. Call of Cthulhu scenario. He's the head of the gotcha. Arcane Society. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that is where we end. Oh, lost to time. And, you are lost to time. And uh, the being, rest will. It's very unfair to the uh, what is it the uh, stock market. The rest will probably see your gravestone. <laughs> Some your your name just appear. They might look for you. Gibson lost forever, but he is defender. Uh, so, basic the, the the gist of what happened is. Um, oh, do we need to do an outro first? Uh, no, uh, I, mean, I just run it down. I just do a little rundown. Um, so, the gist is, the four were part of a cult of as as a foth. Basically, that's what the giant black ball in the sky. Or Langdon just saw a spawn anyway. And um, they were compelled to destroy one of the trees, which would allow him to enter the the world quicker, through quicker means, and destroy it. Um, and by doing that, it ripped a hole in time, because going by folklore, these trees are, um, are the gateway to heaven and hell and other realms of reality. And so by doing that, it made the whole area succumb to a time void, not necessarily not necessarily from that area. It started off in that area with the Picts and the Roman, uh, but then it expanded to elsewhere. Um, what I forgot is you were meant to find a book. Um, ah. And uh, which would have offered you some more advice and would have helped, but I forgot. So I had to improvise with um, the whole Centurion and Langdon being possessed because I thought it makes sense for a historian to be able to comprehend uh, that a bit better. Um, yeah, so that's why the last section was a bit out of hand because I uh, forgot a simple thing because I... I I think I, I skipped a page on my notes. No worries. And, I still uh, had yeah. fun. That was a blast. So I made that mistake. But yeah. Yeah, there you go. Aren't the GM supposed to have three different locations of the uh, primary clues? So that was just... <laughs> yeah, um, I skipped over all of those places. <laughs> no, you just created a fourth. Yeah, there you well, go. Basically, I created a fourth. Well, I had fun. Cool. Our players included Max Meltzer, Cody McInnes, Gordon Lewis, Bill Riggle, and myself with Josh Harwood as the Keeper of Arcane Lore. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean, Spotify, or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Or uh, hit the super thanks button just below the screen. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. 
This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. 